Do you love having a clean smelling home? Well, the first step to having a clean smelling home is keeping that carpet clean. Our good friends over at PJ Interiors are the dedicated carpet cleaning professionals that will have your carpet spotless in no time. Head over to interiorspj.com. They've been serving the Dallas Fort Worth area for over 10 years. Get your carpet clean now with PJ Interiors. Go to interiorspj.com. That's interiorspj.com and tell them the Gems and Juice podcast sent you. About the feds, DEA, ATF, task force, jump out boys, and your local neighborhood robbers, baby. I got yeah, to keep on shooting. Keep on shooting. Gonna take a break. Y'all thought we was on holiday. Y'all thought we was taking Thanksgiving off. Y'all thought we was gonna chill. Hell nah, man. We giving it to y'all 24-7, 365. Well, not that often, but often enough, every week we're coming at you, man. We ain't stopping. We hell, snow nigga, slang, dopey hydro nigga. <laughs> we ain't stopping, dog. We ain't quitting. The Jim Juice Podcast, man. We we in the we in the building. Literally, we in the building right now. Raining, terrible weather outside. Look like a fucking hurricane. We don't care. We still bringing the fire, man. We ain't stopping. We we on like a we like eighty two and zero right now when it comes to the podcast game. <laughs> We killing shit right now. We killing shit, dog. We gonna give it to you no matter what, no matter what weather, no matter what holiday. We bringing it to you. Well, I'm not gonna say no matter what holiday, but we gonna bring it to you no matter what, man. We got a dope episode for y'all lined up today. Another Cleveland artist bringing the fire, Mookie Motonio, doing the damn thing. And I got a special message for all y'all Houston people. We getting on the podcast, man. Step your game up. Cleveland's bringing it. Cleveland's bringing it. Y'all, Cleveland is bringing the fire, man. Houston got to step up or we might relocate. This might become a Cleveland podcast. I don't no. know. Mookie was saying he ain't got no real podcast in Cleveland. Maybe we'll go to somewhere where we appreciate it. Yeah, we do love. Yeah, we love Ace Town, man. I'm just fucking with y'all. But, uh, yes, we did have a, a special guest coming up later in the podcast, man. Great discussion. His name is Mookie Motonio. He's going to talk about working with Bone Thugs, talk about the Cleveland rap scene, uh, the Grammys, everything in between, man. So great conversation coming up soon. But first... We gonna get into the shits with me and my boy Figgy, and we gonna break down everything that went on. Oh, first off, Clubhouse member Figgy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Word. We official now, man. Clubhouse Ooh. member Figgy, we official now, man. We in the VIP. We popping yeah. bottles, Word. drinking Ace of Spades with Jay Z. Word. This is the closest to the Rock Nation brunch we might ever get, man. So, <laughs> real talk, man. Real talk. It's funny because this a I meant to I, I meant to ask um, Mook when we had him on, but um, I I don't see a lot of people in Cleveland with with the clubhouse membership or the clubhouse thing. Like well, I, I talked to a couple people there, they don't they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. I mean, it kind of it kind of sounds like from talking to the Cleveland artists that they, they're just now getting more hit to the social media. And, and 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 this type of game like that, I'm not saying like they way late on it, but I'm just saying in general, it feels like I don't know. People get stuck in their ways, man. Especially if you, I don't know. Not not everybody grew up on computers and and being like I was a nerd, so I was pretty much on everything pretty quick. 
But for yeah. some people, especially like my parents, you know, they're just now getting on like Facebook and shit. And so like some people take a little longer to adapt to technology and that might be part of it, you know. And then when you explain what Clubhouse, you have to see what Clubhouse is to really appreciate it. It's hard yeah. to explain. Uh, we going to start out breaking down a new music, man. Uh, not a whole lot to break down this week that I've heard. Actually, I didn't hear anything, man. It's been a busy week, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, <laughs> Lil Wayne did drop a new project, uh, No Ceilings 3. He brought that series back. Um, and I guess Lil Wayne is no longer canceled because I see a lot of Wayne fans suddenly popping out the woodwork, <laughs> talking about how yeah. great this project is. <laughs> Yeah, we forgot to talk. We we didn't even bring this up last week about him getting arrested and charged yeah. with, with, I guess, gun possession. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. It was right after the election, too. And apparently that's being said as the reason why he came out as a Trump supporter is apparently that he um, uh, knew these charges were coming. And I guess he thought that Trump might pardon him maybe if he came to his side. I think Lil Wayne would do it anyway. He probably leans that way anyway. So, yeah, but, yeah, he has been charged with a felony possession and he's saying a gun wasn't his or whatever, but whatever. He could be in trouble, but he did drop this project. Um, People say, I I heard one song. I heard the B.B. King song with Drake, and they both did their thing on it, man. It kind of reminded me of 0809, Drake Wayne, Nicks, man. Drake is rapping his ass off, man. Lil Wayne rapping his ass off. It was, and we know Lil Wayne can rap. I, I've never said Lil Wayne fell off fully. He's made some bad projects. He's uh, the Carter Four was terrible. I thought the second half was awful. The first half was okay. But I never said Lil Wayne fell off. He he's always been able to rap, man. And, and he's still rapping on his project, from what I heard. But I know you did take a listen, man. So what are your thoughts on No Ceilings Part Three? Um, I listened to it, and to me, it was typical Wayne. But I'm not sure how well No Ceilings would travel in time. Or you mean uh, the whole series or number three? No, just number three. Okay. Because I, I felt like the other ones was cool during that time because, you know, during that time you had rappers rapping over other people beats and stuff like that. That was the thing. But I, I feel like in 2020, I feel like that's not a thing right now. You don't really hear rappers rapping over somebody else single or something like that instrumental and i don't know i just i don't know it just it just don't feel right it don't feel the same like it was 09 2010 2011 when he dropped this and rapping over you know all the hottest beats i just i don't, I don't know it was cool you know Lil, Lil Wayne know how to rap we all know that but i just felt like he could have i guess put that energy towards like original music to me like I don't really care about him rapping over a little baby beat or uh the baby beat or whatever or whoever's hot Roddy Rich. I I don't know. I just don't know if this type of project is really in in 2020. Like do we do we really wanna listen to a a a Wayne project rapping over other people beats? Or are we more interested in original music? That's a good point, man. And that's part of the reason why I think it was because I did try to listen to the album when it came out, but I couldn't because it was only on Dat Piff. 
it wasn't <laughs> on streaming services. And I guess because of the fact that he's rapping on other people's beats, that they weren't cleared for other streaming services. So it dropped on that piff. And I tried to stream it. You couldn't download it. You had to stream it off the site. And I tried, and it wouldn't work. I think mm-hmm. they shut it down because it was so overcrowded with everybody trying to listen to the shit. So I couldn't even listen to it, man. But they did put it all on YouTube, I think, so you can you can hear it there. But I do think that brings up a good point because I think in the early 2000s, like 08, 09, uh, we had worse rappers with better beats rapping so you will look forward to like damn that beat is cold but I-, I can't wait to hear the Lil Wayne version where somebody actually raps over it like it's supposed to be yeah. and now you have people who like rapidly rap is back man the baby you ain't really gonna out rap him and his flow on his song the little mm-hmm. baby doing his thing too I don't think anybody hears a beat now and is like I really wish Lil Wayne was on it yeah. you know Cause rap, these niggas rapping again, man. Lyricism is back, and yeah. you you really don't feel like you know. Back in the day, you definitely wanted to hear somebody more lyrical on the song, cause it was a lot of down south dance songs going on, man. Get silly, all this shit. So you would look forward to the Lil Wayne version, but that now it's not the same. You're right, it's it's not the same energy anymore. Yeah, and the other thing that kind of bothered me about this project is DJ Khaled being on it. Yeah, that bothered me too on the one song I heard. Yeah, he I mean, he was all over it, like old school DJ hosting the mixtape over it. So that that kind of bothered me too, where it's just like, eh. Like I, I I don't I just wasn't feeling it, man. I like I said, I don't question his raps, but like I just I just don't see people wanting this now. I I think people rather have a a, a full-blown project. Not, yeah. not a mixtape with him rapping over somebody else's beat. But, like, it, it, even if you look at it overall, like, what rappers do you know that rap over other rappers' beats in this day and age? Like, you really mm-hmm. don't see people at a radio station freestyling. Like, you you, you really don't see that. I, that was more of a 2000s thing. Now people rather just put out original music. So... I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think it's good to hear Wayne, but I, I just him rapping over the baby, uh, little baby beat. I wasn't like, oh yeah, he killing this song. Like, no, nah, I think people rather listen to the original one at this point. I agree. It was one thing when Ice Cream Paint Job came out and shit like that, and you wanted to hear somebody really rap on that, but. Now, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, no, nobody hears a song and wants to really hear Lil Wayne on it. So, yeah, I agree. they don't call you a hater for that take, but I feel you, man. Yeah, I, yeah. And, uh, also, um, DJ Khaled mentioned that um, I am not a human. Three is coming out, coming soon. Ugh. I think that was the album. I was just like, damn, is is people really asking for a part three <laughs> or part two or whatever it was? <sighs> See, I thought Lil Wayne naming his album The Funeral was the start of, like, a new Lil Wayne where he would stop calling his albums The Carter Part 5, The the uh, Dedication Part 6. Like, you got to move on. Like, it ain't 2010 anymore, man. You got to move on from these. And I'm Not a Human Being is generally regarded as his worst project. I didn't even know he made a part two. I didn't either. Make a part three? Like, nope, that's like, uh, 
fucking name a name a, a terrible album an artist made and then they make it a part two. Like nobody goes back and says I am a human. I am not a human being was Lil Wayne's best work. Nobody. Yeah. It's part well, two you, or three. You don't see Jay Z say, "Oh, I'm coming out with uh, Kingdom Come 2. <laughs> Kingdom and, Come Two. <laughs> and and and, and, and to be fair, that wasn't a shitty album. You know it I mean? was. That was probably his worst album, um, and I say that respectfully because all of his albums are pretty good, but that's like him coming out saying, I'm going to do a Kingdom Come too. Yes. It's like, who was, who was asking for that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think nobody was asking for, you know, I would get, it's understandable if it was reasonable doubt too, mm-hmm. even though I do not want that, but that's yep. more understandable. That will probably make me think like, damn, is he going to use the Primo? Is he going to use these producers, Irv? For this project, <laughs> then be like, hmm, maybe he got something here, but Kingdom Come Two is just like, huh? <laughs> okay, so overall, you weren't really impressed with this project because social media been going crazy about it. You didn't think it was that good? I, it was yeah, a it, yeah, I wasn't feeling it, man. I, okay, I, yeah, I really wasn't. I, like no replay value at all to me. <laughs> okay, I feel you, man. Uh, so, um, we got to break down some topics, man. Uh, biggest one is we got to do our annual Grammy. So the 2020 Grammys or, or the 2021, 2021 Grammy nominations were announced. And, and as usual, the reaction was as you expected. So many snubs, so many, oh, the Grammys don't care about black people and black art anymore. Oh, <laughs> why do we care about the Grammys? We need our own awards. <laughs> we need our own black awards. Uh, we need this and that. Um, so first off, I think we should start off by listing the categories we care about and predicting who is going to win because I know last year, I think we had a pretty good prediction clip. Yeah. And I did predict that Billie Eilish would, would go crazy and, and win a whole lot of shit. And she won seven, I think. So <laughs> she cleaned up last year. I called it. I knew, I know an industry, industry plant when I see one and I knew she was going to clean up last year, man. Yeah. And I think overall we did good on our predictions, man. Mm-hmm. So I think we should go ahead and look at these nominees and, and decide uh, to our best without without any industry knowledge whatsoever, pick who we think is going to win um, in these categories we actually care about. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the general field. We'll go record of the year. Um, award, okay, the record of the year nominees. Beyonce for Black Parade, Colors by Black Pumas, Rockstar by The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Say So by Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Circles, Post Malone, and Savage, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Oh, little baby was robbed for the bigger picture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, Figgy, we gonna start with you. Who do you think will take record of the year? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the list now. I, I don't think the Grammys are too. I don't. Yeah, I don't think the Grammys fuck with Rock Nation at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not picking Beyonce or Meg for this one. Uh, I'm a shoot. 
I feel like Billie Eilish. I I, I don't think she's gonna get it this year. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the baby, rock star. Okay. I'm gonna go with rock star. I'm going to. Okay, so I, I'm. I'm getting my my theories in order. <laughs> now you have to keep in mind that we are in the post George Floyd Black Lives Matter movement where all these corporations have to, you know, at least pretend like they really care about and promote black people and black art. That being said, I think uh, we're going to see a lot of black winners at this Grammys more than we usually see just to keep the, uh, you know, to go with the general vibe of these corporations trying to act like they really care. So I'm going to go with somebody black winning because somebody kind of black, um, you said the baby might take it. I don't know if that's going to happen. Post Malone, I don't think he's going to take it either. I'm going to go ahead and say Doja Capper say so, because mm-hmm. that's a huge record. Um, really did numbers. Um, I think Doja Cat might surprise people and go ahead and take this. I think she's being pushed heavy right now. We've yeah. been seeing her a lot on award shows. I'm sure she's probably going to perform at this one too. I don't know. But I'm going to go ahead and say that Doja Cat might take this. She might be the uh, underdog win of the night, uh, mm-hmm. per se. So I think she might take this one, man. I think she is going to have a that. pretty decent night. Yeah, I can see that. Now, album of the year, Chilombo, Janae Aiko, Black Pumas by Black Pumas. I don't know who Black Pumas is. They might win a lot. I have no idea who they are, man. So they might actually win a lot, and and I I could be completely wrong because I don't know who the fuck they are. Everyday Life, Coldplay, De Jesse Volume Three by Jacob Collier, Collier, Women in Music Part Three, Haim, Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa, Hollywood's Bleeding, Post Malone, or Folklore by Taylor Swift. Hmm. Hmm. I, I I think Taylor gonna grab this one. I'm not too familiar with um Black Pumas or Jacob Collier, <laughs> but I I I think the popular one would probably be Taylor Swift. Okay, um Taylor Swift has won quite a few albums album of the year awards. I don't think she's gonna win this one. Uh, so my pick. I'm going to go ahead and say, hmm, it's not going to be Janae Aigo. I don't think they're going to go that far. Um, <laughs> Coldplay, fuck it. We ain't heard from Coldplay in a while. Coldplay <laughs> used to clean up at the Grammys, man. I think they ain't dropped nothing in a while. I think they're going to take it for everyday life. I haven't heard the album, but that's my guess. They love Coldplay. They're going to give it to Coldplay. That's my guess. That, Coldplay that wins. Be, that, would dope, man. that would be dope, man. That would be dope. That's like an older person winning the MVP. Exactly. It's kind of like when uh when Beck won album of the year over Beyonce. Ain't nobody heard from Beck in like 10 years, man. He suddenly yeah. came out with an album he hadn't dropped in a while, and then he won a Grammy for album of the year. I think they're going to do that with Coldplay, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my guess. Song of the year. Um, Do we care about any of these people before I read any? I don't know That's any of these songs. Fox is Roddy Rich. Um, okay, okay, yeah, we do. Okay, song of the year: Black Parade, Beyonce, The Box, Roddy Rich, Cardigan, Taylor Swift, Circles, Post Malone, 
Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, I Can't Breathe, Her, If the World Was Ending, by J.P. Sachs featuring Ju- Julia Michaels. This hmm. one, I'm going to take your theory from the, um, from the, uh, was the record of the year. I I think they're going to give it to her. <laughs> I, hmm. I think, that, I think that one, they probably want to give it to somebody black. So I, yeah, I think her, she, <laughs> it's hard to pass up her. So I, I think they give it to her. This is tough because I, Part of me wants to think, okay, they're going with the black, like you said, the theory about black people having a big night. They might pull a pull a complete 180 and go to box, Roddy Rich. I don't know. But part of me wants to say Post Malone can't not win anything. I think he's going to win something. So this is one that's tough, man. I got to think on this a little bit. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say... It's not going to be Beyonce. We decided that probably. Well, then, you know, you got to figure in, like, they might finally give Beyonce her flowers since we're in this era right now. So, hmm. I just don't think they have a good... Beyonce winning song of the year. I mean, I'll go there. Because it's called Black Parade. It's... It has to win something, man. In this era, in this age, where the Grammys wants to do this big black thing, Black Parade got to win something. Beyonce is going to win this. I don't know if she's going to even be there, but I'm picking Beyonce Black Parade for Song of the Year. I would be excited if that won. Me too. Yeah, I just, like I said, the Rock Nation and the relationship with the Grammys, man, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. That's the only thing I worried about. That's true, but I also feel like they don't want the blowback that happened when she lost album of the year. Like, Beyonce has to win something. She can't go oh for whatever, especially for, with a song called Black Parade. Like, they have to give it – like, it has to win something at this Grammys. I think they're finally going to say, hey, you know, we got to throw them a bone. So yeah. <laughs> I think Beyonce will win something, and I think she'll win that. I'm I'm picking it. Best new artists, Ingrid Address, Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know who the fuck any of them are. Chica, Noah Cyrus, Miley's sister, D Smoke, Doja Cat, Kay Trenada, and Megan Thee Stallion. Hmm. I think, uh, see, I'm not familiar with the other ones, so I don't know how big they are. But I I think Doja Cat sh- should win this one. She had a she had a low key crazy year, man. Yes. Like, not not I, I ain't talking about just being on rap songs, but she actually has some pop records that are in rotation. And this it's and we we always talk about the industry plants and all this other stuff, but I, her blow up was crazy. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like people don't really talk about that as much. Like she was literally had that silly ass song that move I'm mm-hmm. a cow or whatever. Yes, she she is like on another level. So I I think she's gonna take this one. Now, if Rock Nation had any pull at all, it would be Megan Thee Stallion. We know that. Um, I agree. I think Doja Cat gonna take it. She had a big year. She really broke out. I kind of have a problem with this because she Doja Cat is on her second major album. You know, she she she's already she was she dropped the album, I think, one or two years ago. So she's not a new artist, but 
for Grammy purposes, I guess the first time you're nominated is the first time you're officially an artist. So I'm going to go Doja Cat. Um, if Megan Thee Stallion wins, that would be hilarious. Yeah. But, and I say it says of Megan. I like Megan, but if she won, it would be hilarious. Um, D Smoke is cool, too. They might go wild card and pick Noah Cyrus because she's, you know, does that emo Noah white Cyrus girl family. music. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Doja Cat, but I could be wrong. They might throw us a uh uh throw us for a loop on that one. Yeah. Um let's keep going real quick. There's a lot down here, so I'm gonna try to okay, we're almost to the end of the shit we care about. So hmm, do we care about that? Pop, who gives a fuck? Okay. Enough with the general feel because the rest is like pop and shit. Now let's go to rap categories. Best rap performance. Deep Reverence, Big Sean featuring Nipsey Hustle. Bop by the baby. Was Poppin' by Jack Harlow. The bigger picture, Lil Baby. <laughs> Savage <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce or Dior by Pop Smoke. Now, is this best rap performance? Is this actually performing a song or or for a rap it says for a rap performance singles or tracks only. I don't know what the fuck. See, I, that's the thing. I don't know what these mean. I don't think yeah. anybody does, man. It's all it's all industry shit. Yeah, look at so, the other one that said best mon- melodic rap performance. Yeah, I don't get what the difference is at all. Yeah, then and then they got I best one, rap. Oh, I, think, I think they're trying to separate it because one the ones that have more R and B in it is a melodic rap performance. But why is rocks? I don't know, man. Yeah, and then it got and after that best rap song. I, I I don't get the difference, man. Let's let's just let's just go with the yeah. predictions, man, because I don't know what these mean. Yeah, uh, best rap performance. I, I'm a. I, I'll probably say little baby. I'll give it to little baby. Uh, I think little hmm, because I'm looking. Uh, that song, bigger picture, is also nominated for best rap song. So will it get? I think it's gonna get an award. I think it'll get a Grammy. But it's the question good. is, will it get best rap performance or best rap song? Hmm. I think they might give get. They're gonna give this to Pop Smoke. I think. Because he died. I think he might get it. I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think there was some anger over Pop Smoke not getting enough nominations or not getting a nom- nomination for Best Rap Album, I think. So I yeah. think he'll get this one. They got, they'll, they'll give him something. That he'll get the Death Award, man. I hate to say it, but he'll, he'll get something because he died. And I think he might get Best Rap Performance. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with Pop Smoke. Next up, best melodic rap performance. Rockstar, the baby featuring Roddy Rich. Laugh now, cry na- laugh now, cry later. Drake featuring Little Dirk. Lockdown, Anderson Pack. The box, Roddy Rich. Highest in the room, Travis Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm gonna throw a curveball. I think Anderson Pack gonna get this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I, have no, I have no real reason, but for some, <laughs> I, I can see him winning because shit, he he really made some good music. I can see them just giving it to somebody like him. You could be right, man. I would go Anderson Pack or 
Roddy Rich the box. But since you picked Anderson Pack, I'm going to go Roddy Rich the box. I think the box got to win something. It was too big of a hit to not get anything. So I think it'll win something. Now, next up, best rap song, The Bigger Picture, Lil Baby, The Box, Roddy Rich, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake, Rockstar, The Baby, Savage, Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce. Now we're getting interesting. Now we're getting to the real shit. Yeah. I people on Twitter crying <laughs> when the yeah. winner gets announced. I think I'm going to probably give it to Rockstar. Okay. I know a lot of people feel like... Um, it's more of a poppy type of song, but I, I, I'm going to give it to Rockstar. I think Rockstar. Yeah, that was a huge song. Yeah. I, I can see them giving it to Rockstar. I'm going to go with a little baby bigger picture. A little bit. Okay. I, I kind of think, you know, in a normal year, I don't think there's any way that would win, but I just feel like they want the TV moment of the socially conscious rap song by the normal trap rapper who went conscious for one song, getting up there, getting an award. I think it'll win something. It might not be for best rap song, but I think Bigger Picture going to win something. But I'm going to go for the curveball. I'm going to say Lil Baby's going to win for best rap song for the Bigger Picture. Next up, best rap album. Getting juicy now. Yeah. Black Habits by D Smoke, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and The Alchemist. A written testimony, Jay Electronica is crazy that I got him nominated. Now, I'm still tripping over that. <laughs> King's Disease, Nas, The Allegory, Royce to 5-9. Interesting yeah. list. And Lil Baby got snubbed again, they say. He did. Mm-hmm. So, who's your I, pick, man? Uh, this one is kind of tough, man. I, I, and honestly, I appreciate this. Um, the people that was nominated because these are – some real hip hop albums. This ain't mm-hmm. this ain't no you know Macklemore or nothing like that. But uh, man, I'm gonna probably go. I I'm gonna say D Smoke, and this okay. is this is this is why. I I never heard of D Smoke until the Grammys came out. I at first I thought they meant like Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. But um, D Smoke, I'm like, damn! I see he was getting slaughtered online because you know people were saying, why should he be in here? But um, I actually listened to the album. I listened to the whole album, and it's it's a really good album. It's really good. It kind of give you that good good kid, Mad City vibes. And um, I don't even know. I think I, I think I seen something that said he might be independent as well. I don't know how independent, but um. Yeah, man, I, I I think it's a really good album. So I could see them giving it to somebody like D Smoke. I, I love Alfredo. To me, I, I would probably say that's my album of the year. <laughs> but I, I I don't know if he'll win that. Uh, Jay Electronica, I agree with you. I don't know why that's in here. <laughs> um, I think maybe, I don't know, I guess it's not popular to say because Jay-Z was all over it, but I would probably rather have a little baby in there just, you know, because I think he deserved to be in there. <laughs> uh, King's disease. Um, uh, I wouldn't, uh, I, I think it was a great album, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that was the album of the year. 
and um Royce the Five Nine. I'm I'm not quite sure. I listen to it, but you gotta be in the right space to listen to it, Royce. But I'm gonna go with D Smoke. I'm gonna go with the the Dark Horse. Okay. I like D Smoke. I liked his album. I talked about it when it came out in the podcast, actually. Um, I liked his album. He actually came off that, that rap competition Netflix show with, with Cardi B and T.I. and all them. Chance the Rapper was on there too. He won that. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So I like D Smoked. I liked his album, but I think this one is going to go to Nas. Not so much that it's the best album, but more so like, I don't think he ever won an album of the year or best rap album ever in his career. And he's old one. So I think this will be kind of like the Martin Scorsese when he won for Departed for best film of the year. That wasn't his best film. He made Goodfellas. Goodfellas got snubbed. So mm. I, that was more of a, we're sorry for never giving you a, a, a Oscar. Here, Here's your Oscar for this other, you know, Denzel for Training Day. That wasn't his best role, but he got one as a makeup for all the years he got snubbed and for Malcolm X getting snubbed too. So I think this will be the music equivalent of that. And I, I like the Nas album a lot. It might actually be one of the best, probably maybe the best album in this category. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think Nod's going to take it just off of that, you know, because Nas ain't get his flowers from the Grammys yet. I don't know if he ever got a Grammy. Um, He must've got at least one. I don't think so. But if he hasn't, like, he's definitely going to get this one, I think. This one's going to Nas, I think. Um, I thought it was crazy Jay Electronica got nominated just because of the anti-Semitic stuff he said, like the anti-Jewish stuff he's been saying on Twitter and social media and him being aligned with Farrakhan and all this stuff. That's why I was surprised he got nominated. I was like, I'm surprised he could put it up there. He's definitely not winning. But I thought it was crazy he even got nominated. Yes. So I'm going, uh, I'm like 80% sure that Nod's going to win it for King's disease. I'm like 80% sure now, but I could be wrong, man. It might go to, if not Nod's, it would go to D smoke, but I think they're going with Nod's man. Okay. Nod's going to get his flowers. Finally. <laughs> That'd be dope. I wonder if he's going to be there. I, I would assume so. And we have to, I don't know if anybody going to be there. We'll see oh, how. Yeah, we, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah well, it might be a virtual thing again, but um, I think they're going to go. Yeah. I think Nas going to get that shit, man. Um, Anything else? I don't care about the pop category. So I think that's probably all we care about. The R&B, the R&B kind of stirred up a lot too, because. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because the weekend got snubbed. He ain't even on the list. <laughs> I don't think we've heard of any of these artists, so I don't think we got to really go through these. Um, yeah. Beyonce was nominated for Best R&B Song for Black Parade. Um, Chloe yeah. and Halle were nominated. Her is on here, too. Yeah. Best progressive so, R&B. Yeah, some of the things that people was upset about with the R&B category, I want to say Best R&B Album, mm-hmm. was, um, there were no women nominated. <laughs> And so, yeah, so Summer Walker got snubbed, Tiana Taylor got snubbed. So that was kind of like a, uh, yeah, that was kind of like a big deal, if you know what I mean. Uh, Yeah, I I get it. Um, Yeah, I don't know the differences between best progressive R&B album and best R&B album, but whatever. Um, Yeah, I even noticed that. 
but that's interesting. And I'm sure whoever wins is going to say this is for the women. You know, yeah. some, there is going to be some terrible message about, you know, this, there should have been women in this category too. Yeah. So I, uh, to pick, to pick one, I think John Legend going to get it. He, uh, like, I don't want to say it's the death award and nothing like that, but him and his fiance did lose a kid. Yeah. He, yeah. He might get the sympathy miscarriage. <laughs> Yeah, I I hate to say it like that, but man, they be thinking so fucked up, man. Oh man, (laughs) they be doing that that shit for a moment. This this is for the um, yeah yeah I can see it happening now, man. It's gonna be cringe worthy, but yeah, I think they might. He'll be up there in tears saying it's for my unborn child, and it's also for all the black women who do everything for us. (laughs) Yeah, I can see it happening. John Legend will probably win that shit. I can see it. Um, people are upset about some snubs. You mentioned Lil Baby being not included in the best rap album category. Also, The Weeknd was completely snubbed. He didn't get nominated for anything at all. And he is saying it is political, according to his comments to TMZ, I think. I think he posted some things on Instagram, too. But basically, the resounding theory is that uh, The Weeknd is doing the Super Bowl this year in February and he had an option to do either or by the Grammys. I guess they gave him an ultimatum. They said either you do the Grammys or the Super Bowl, and he wanted to do both. I guess he wanted to perform at the Grammys and the Super Bowl uh, next year, but I guess the Grammys were turned off by that, by, according to them. And now they went to, uh, and now he's been snubbed entirely. He's not been nominated for anything. Um, which is wild because he got he got the one song that's playing everywhere. You yeah, know that one song that sound like uh, it got an '80s type of feel to it. Yeah, that's that song been playing like that song should be on the list. That sh- song should win something. <laughs> that song can send commercials and everything. It's one thing to not win, but n- to not be nominated that feels like it was uh, it was personal. Yeah, it feels like they felt a certain type of way. Like you mean to tell me this dude is not eligible to? Uh, to even be nominated for anything. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I could see him not winning. You could say, because I haven't heard a lot of people talk about Weekend and his music lately, like his albums. So maybe his last album wasn't all that great. But yeah, for him, that single is big. And for it to not be nominated for anything, it's kind of crazy. So yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It could be personal. It could be political. I wouldn't be surprised. That's just yeah. how the game is. So <laughs> do you have any other takes on the, um, cause you know, we're hearing the same thing over and over again about Drake has made an Instagram post talking about how, you know, we don't need the Grammys. We need a new award system because they don't appreciate black music and black art. And we hear the same shit every year, man. So what's your take on this? Do you think yeah. that artists will ever stop caring about the Grammys and will just ever move on? Or will it always be an issue when the Grammys come out and the winners are announced and the the nominees are announced and there's not the people who expect to be there. Yeah. It's, it's always going to be an issue. It's kind of like, it's, it's kind of similar when the players were kneeling at the, uh, for the national anthem in the NFL. It's, you know, you got some that's willing to step up, step out on that ledge and risk their career. Then you got some that's like, eh, like I'm, I'm with it too, but you know, I, you know, if I got to play, <laughs> so I I think it's similar to, to that because unless all of these, you know, 
black artists step out and say, you know what, I don't give a shit if I'm nominated or not. We taking a stand. We not showing up. Then I think that then you know you got my attention. But the same people that wasn't nominated that's complaining about it, the people that's in the nominations are you know excited about it, and they probably going gonna uh, attend the awards. If I mean I ain't talking about Jay Z or Drake or nothing like that, but. You got some people that's still going to go and still excited that they want. If somebody like D-Smoke, like, yeah, he excited. I mean, he probably going to accept this award if he win it. But until something like all the artists stick together and make a stance, like, I'm kind of kind of over the the, uh, the conversation, man. Because we, we say it every single year, we need to focus on BET and all this other stuff. But they, I guess when it happened, they don't really do that. Yeah, and here's the thing, man. Like, there's there's no way we can create a a, a more prestigious music award than the Grammys. Like, it's been around too long. It's meant too much to too many people. Um, adding Grammy award-winning artists does huge things for your career going forward as an artist. So even being nominated is big, yeah. man. So... That so there's no way we can yeah. make something to replace that, you know. It, it's too late. Music been around for too long. The grand's been too much now. So we can either all say that it doesn't matter, or like you said, just keep going. Because I think no matter what, people are gonna have a problem, and it's always gonna be. Yeah. Political. We already talked. We talked time and time again on this podcast about how people come out and say, you know, the whole thing is rigged. Basically, you know. Music industry people are in these voting rooms and they have their own interests and their own artists. And it's not subjective. It's all about promoting certain people over other people. It is what it is, man. The music industry is unfair. It just is, man, period. Yeah. So, like, I hate to say tough luck, but it is what it is, man. Like, it's all good when it works in your favor, but when it doesn't, you know, they want all of us to boycott. And it's like, I'm sick of the debate, yeah because man. you, you got, yeah you you got the people that's very vocal about it when their artists don't get nominated, but if they artists did get nominated, would they be that vocal still? Of course not. For other artists, yeah. So it's yeah. Of course, we all gonna have something to say. Like shit, if we was up for a nomination, I would probably be like, man, this shit is rigged. Blah 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 blah. But if we get nominated, I'm not. I probably yeah. won't say that. <laughs> I'm going to say, hell yeah, you know, great job, that type of thing. So and, unless everybody decides to get on the same page, like, and I mean every single artist, get on the same page where they say, you know what, we're not showing up, we're not, we not taking no awards, we're not even talking about it, then I, I, I will be paying more attention. But at this point, we... It, it, this type of shit happened all the time. We talked to Darnell from Broadcast Houston about this, about, you know, I guess certain people not getting on his, uh, and his nominations and people have a problem with it. You ain't, I mean, you ain't gonna make everybody happy. And like I said, if, if they, if their ear was really to the streets, you know, it, it like you were still, people would still be upset about it saying, Hey, no, this person had the bigger year, blah, 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 blah. But, I, to me, it ain't no way you can make everybody happy. So I, I don't even know why people even stressed this much about it at this point. Remember when Diddy 
made got on stage, made that ultimatum, ultimatum to the Grammys, talking about basically if you don't show more respect for black people and black artists, then we're gonna boycott all your shit. I wonder yeah. what happened to that. I ain't heard not one peep from Diddy about these Grammys. Maybe I missed it, but I'm wondering if he if that was just all talk, and I know it probably was. Because I better not see him at no Grammy celebration. I better not see him anywhere in no IG flicks at the Grammys, yeah. man. Because he was talking that shit, and now people still have a problem with the black representation here. So it is what it is, man. I think it's all a lot of talk at the end of the day. Because, like you said, if they when they win, that's one thing I like about Drake. I like the fact that Drake actually won, got up there, and still talked that shit and said this award yeah, don't really matter. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's one thing I really like that he did, man. I thought that was dope as hell. Uh, everything else, man, I think it's all all for show. So we'll see. We will see if we keep up our our streak of getting these mostly right for our grand predictions, man. And we'll keep y'all updated as this thing goes along. The Gems and Juice Podcast presents... Check one, two. And we also have a very, very special guest joining us today. The Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. Brought to you by Sky Lab Studios. Book your studio session now at SkyLabHouston.com. All right, attention, Gemstones and Juices. Are you an artist, producer, or podcaster looking for a professional and private recording studio? Have you been struggling to find the right engineer to record, mix, and master your projects? Well, guys, we got an answer for you. Our good friends at Skylab Studios Houston. Created by audio engineer and music producer Mike Hadawi, Skylab Studios Houston is located in the Galleria area of Houston, Texas, and provides a great recording experience while overlooking the city skyline. Please visit SkylabHouston.com and hit the Book Now button for session availability. Follow Skylab Studios Houston on Instagram at SkylabHTX for more info. Uh, they say the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh, then the deep of the roots. Loving your African features, I'm only speaking the truth. If you're feeling insecure, then I'm speaking to you. Your self-esteem feeling low, cause your complexion is dark. Now knowing that your skin color is as rich as your heart. They divide, not people, they want to break us apart. It's time to put us back together, and this is where it starts. Black woman is queen, the blood flows through her jeans. It doesn't matter. What up, everybody? You got another special guest joining us. Uh, another Cleveland artist, and I, I gotta put it aside real quick. Quick rant, real quick. Okay, the Cleveland artists on this podcast have been the most lit guests we've had so far, and part of me is happy about it, but part of me is disappointed in some of the Houston artists not coming through on time, not bringing the fire like they supposed to. All y'all Cleveland people, we didn't have RT and Shank, we didn't have Nefertiti Ivani. And they've been on time. They've been bringing the fire. And we're going to keep that going. We might be the Cleveland podcast from now on. If I know, keep man. This shit up. And, the, and the thing is, Cleveland bringing the views, too, man. Our best yeah. podcast been, you know, we had Cleveland people on, and they bringing the views. They they promoting the <laughs> podcast. They sharing it. Man. 
Y'all doing y'all thing, man. So we going to keep that going. And we just a special, special uh, 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 motivation for the next Houston artists we got on. Y'all got to bring the fire, man, because these Cleveland people are bringing it. And, and y'all, y'all looking, I'm not saying y'all looking funny style, but it's getting <laughs> close there, man. So anyway, without further ado, we have another great Houston artist joining us, man. Uh, 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 straight from the streets of Cleveland, Ohio, Figgies, part of the land. The, they don't call it the land. That's Le- a LeBron yes. thing. It's just, <laughs> man. But uh, we have another great Cleveland artist joining us today, man. He goes by the name of Mookie Motonio. Oh, he got, right. Right. he got it right. Okay. Uh, I was wondering uh, yeah, if you going to get it right, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go. What you thought he was going to say, Montonio? Man, I get called all type of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, we appreciate you joining us, Mookie, man. Appreciate you making time for us, bro. Man, I I appreciate y'all having me for like like real talk, man. This is this is the time for real. <laughs> so uh we're gonna start off with a, a kind of question we've been asking everybody recently, man. Um the whole pandemic is kind of throwing everybody off off key, you know, off their typical work schedules. So how, how have you been able to manage and maneuver during that time? Have you been able to kind of sit down and create more or has it been kind of, you know, has it stopped you at all or what's the effect of that on you? I've, I've been in my most creative stage in a long time during this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, um, this, I was able to really sit back and reflect and just see some of the things that I wasn't able to do or things that I want to do. And I'm still able to do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to jump, I'm going to really jump into my bag. Um, And one of the things about the pandemic is that it helped me work on myself just as a person, you know, which is, which is people lack like self-love, self-care type. You know, I'll go to the gym three times a week. I eat, I eat as healthy as I can. You know, um, I was in a strip club for my birthday. (laughs) Wow, shit, I don't know if that was healthy, but I mean, that is healthy. (laughs) Hey, it was healthy because that was me getting my mental right. You know what I'm saying? So it was my birthday. So <laughs> Hey, you talking yeah, to the it, you talking to the strip club guru. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that right. I yeah. feel you. I feel you. I, I can't knock that, man. I can't knock that. Yeah. I listen, man. I've been going to the strip club since I wasn't allowed to go. You know what I'm saying? So but but yeah, man, I've been in my bag, man. I'm working on an album, you know, like getting ready to, I got a video shoot tomorrow. I got, I got stuff lined up because at the end of the day, we was getting things ready and the year basically stopped. So now I'm just ready to release, ready to get going, you know? Mm. I feel you, man. That's good. I mean, some people, like, I, I think it's been typically the same thing we've been hearing from all the Cleveland people. You know, they've been steady on the grind no matter what, man. Y'all y'all been staying to it, uh, still getting money. So that's good to hear, man. Good to hear everybody still up and productive, man. So I watched y'all, I had watched y'all um your interview with Neff. I was like, yeah, 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 I gotta get on this motherfucker. It's just funny how y'all hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um yeah, so I, I I've been trying to reach out to more Cleveland people because I felt uh-huh. like I felt like it's a lot of legends in Cleveland, but we just don't know their story. They, oh, I, man. I, I really don't yeah, like I I mean maybe you know something, but I really don't yeah. know like a podcast or a show that actually talked to them. Nah, not on, not on the, uh, not on like this scale, not for real. You know what I'm saying? I think, um, funny though, like I said, like a couple years ago, uh, Cleveland scene had did like a cover on, um, on Fat Al. 
Mm. And the shit was just you. You could probably still look it up online, but man, being like from the area we from, dude, that was a that was an incredible read, man. You mm. know what I'm saying? But yeah. the, like, as far as podcasts and stuff, there's nobody really with this type of platform to really like. You know what I'm saying? Talk to us. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I realized that once we had we had Shank on, and mm-hmm. um, that that episode did numbers, and he was just like talking about, he was talking about everything, how he got locked up, and yeah. um, how he got pulled over and ran off on the cops, and just all type <laughs> of shit, man. It it was crazy, but I'm like, damn, it'd be cool to get more stories like that, or just more on the Cleveland music scene. Oh yeah, because definitely. I'll be I'll be trying to because I'm in Houston. I'll be trying to explain to people what the music scene is, but I really can't explain it for some reason. You know, the funny thing about um, you being in Houston is that once the Cleveland music scene, once we got the second win of like our era type shit, it was heavily influenced by Texas, Houston yeah. mainly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, that's what I told them a hundred times because we had played that that I came down song with Fat Al. And um, he was like, man, I don't know. That sounds like so-and-so from Dallas. Charlie boy. Charlie yeah, he, boy, he, man. He thought, it was, yeah. he thought it was a nigga from Dallas. Listen, <laughs> Charlie boy, he had this, like, um, he had the I Look Good joint right that blew up. Charlie boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Figure, you remember Fat Al had a song, the same song type song? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was uh, Fat Al and another cat. I think the dude name was like Big Keys or something like that. But people was trying to figure out who stole what from who. You know what I'm saying? But people down like in Texas, they like, he sound like Charlie Boy. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we thinking like, this nigga sound like Fat Al. Mm-hmm. You know so, but, 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 but knowing we were heavily influenced, but not, you know what though, Figgy, like, up the way, we really wasn't that influenced by Houston music. Yeah, that was more the cat rap shit. Uh, like, he St. Clair. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah, that was more chip and um that was more them I, over I, there. Cool, all them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we was we was like, I don't know, hey, hey, I don't care how they take it. South side of the way, we breed the rapper rappers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people listen, real talk. People come over here, people come over here for the production. They come over here for the like when they like the rapper rappers, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like the bad bitches, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or the talented singers, you know what I'm saying? Hell, you know, Nessa was down in Houston doing her thing for a minute. She from our side, yeah. Neff from our side, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So we breathe, we breathe hella talent. It's just the the gap. You know how it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then too, I I feel like the other side get more opportunities than we did. They had mm-hmm. they had Rich Paul over there early. You know what oh, I mean, man. they started. Oh, a, they, they started to click, and that and that that click was good. Um, what was it? The slab, the slab, the slab, and like yeah. royalty camp slab, royalty like, camp. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Then you had the firm and the Taliban's. Like all, it was like a big ass unit, man. Yeah, like we you know we ain't really had that type of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like especially nah. as far as like a somebody that's behind them, like a Rich Paul, and they had LeBron mm-hmm. over there. <laughs> man, listen, this dude, Fat Al had he had LeBron at like the beginning of his career in his video, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was down in that. I went down like that night was a like historic night in Cleveland, though, man. Damn. Like being downtown when Ada came down shooting everything. Damn. But you know what I think about that song? I think I think my opinion personally, 
I think it fucked up when it went on May. I don't think it should have went on May. Mm, Why's that? Because I just feel like it, it became like a watered down song at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like too mainstream. Yeah, like Madden, like niggas like that's the Madden song. That's like how it's looked at now. Other than us, we heard it through the streets. You know what I'm mm, saying? Mm. So we gave it a different type of look, and we was like, I ain't gonna lie. I remember standing in line to get that Madden. I can't remember that might have been what oh seven Madden oh seven maybe oh six. I don't know, but I was at the GameStop on Lee Road, Biggie, and mm. I was standing in line for the Madden. I got it. We knew nothing about. It. it wasn't no social media for real like that back then. Yeah, I pop in the motherfucking uh, Madden. I hear how they came down drop. As soon as I pop it in, I'm like, what the fuck is I'm, th- I'm thinking somebody planted in this be like, I didn't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Then it said Al Fats on there. And when people were out of town got hip to it, they just know it from Madden, where we looked at it as like it was a hit from the city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just so think about it. It's on Madden. Who the fuck wanna hear the Madden song? Who wanna yeah. see that on Rap City or 106 and Party? It's like, oh yeah. man, this shit played out. It's on Madden. We play this shit every day, all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's... I just think it kind of took away the essence of the song, man. Yeah, that's that's kind of like remember when NBA Live had that lifestyle <laughs> CD? Yeah. And it had yeah, I it had Fab on there, Freeway and all this music. It was it's mm. kind of cheesy to drive around playing it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you listening I... to a video game soundtrack. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> For real. It's kind of funny because that's how we feel in Houston. That's how we felt when Still Tipping blew up. Because Still Tipping was an old song when, like, mm. the rest of the nation, like, it was at least a year old. Mm. It was on mixtapes. It was being played on radios. We already bumped the hell out of it. Right. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was being played on MTV. It was in mm. video games. Yeah. And it was getting remixed. And we were like, at that point, we were damn near tired of the song, man. Exactly. And now we're hearing even more and more. Like, part of us were happy that Houston was getting on that point. But mm. another point was like, wh- why this song? You know, this song, like, it's cool, but it's not because, the best like, song ever. To this day, I love that record. But I didn't really, yeah. like, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really fuck with it until it became that big record, though. Yeah. You know what I'm but I can understand y'all being like, man, this shit played out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's shit. dope, though, man. So let, let's take it back to the beginning, man, because we got to learn about the, the beginnings of Mookie. First off, how'd you get your name? Second off, how'd you get into the rap game? Like, how did you decide, you know, this is what I want to do? Uh, as an artist like how'd you get into rapping all right so all right so boom look i um i got my name well first off my name is maurice antonio so that's oh. where Antonio come from people call me mo so people call me antonio so i just basically merged together and i felt like that was a way for me because my name used to be young mook but the young thing was just so common you know so uh as far as the mookie part i knew that was my name before i knew my real name so that was a name my parents gave me because I used to, when I used to cry as a baby, I used to moo as a, like a cow and shit. So <laughs> <laughs> that's when they started calling me Mookie and shit. And um, so as time went on, I used to play around with the rap shit as a, as a teenager and early teenager. And then I just decided like, man, you know what I did? I remember we made this song, uh, me, my cousin, uh, Cobra and my brother, we made this song and we performed it in front of my dad and my uncle. And like we were, it was like it was on the woe beat, the the black the black rob woe. Yeah. And we took the the hot boys um 
What's the name of the song? The High Boys. The High Boys. We on fire. We took that and we flipped it to our own to our own little way, like how we like was going back and forth, how they did. And it was the reactions from my from my uncle and dad when I had went. It was like, oh, like I was just really spitting some shit that made me be like, damn, must be pretty good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so in high school, I started. My father got me this uh this BR boss recorder thing. You know what I'm saying? We was recording in the house. I was burning CDs. We was doing like Jagged for Beat shit, writing in marker, handing them out. And once I graduated, I was like, man, there's nothing else I really want to do. So I'm just going to pursue this and take this serious. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's really where it started. Now, I just kept going from there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, that brings me another question, too, because I, I, I'm kind of trying to figure out how to pin down a Cleveland sound because it's very diverse. You know, you have a lot of rappers from there. Of course, the famous ones like the Kid Cuddies, Bone Thugs and all that, uh, and the Fat Owls. But uh, we were talking about this before the podcast. Like, uh, you're heavily South Southern influence, but also heavily Northern influence, too. We talked mm-hmm. to RTN Shank. He talked about really being into Wu-Tang and, you know, New York artists and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what, what were your influences and how, how was the scene when you were getting into it, was it more Southern based or was it more New York? Like how, what, what were your influences when you started rapping? See, anytime I try to describe the culture of Cleveland, when it comes to music, I always say like, like there's like, it's like a gumbo because we pull from each region, you know what I'm saying? Honestly. And that's really what I, what, where I like basically pick up from because um, I was heavily influenced by like Three Six Mafia and like Project Pat. Like those are like huge influences for me. Bone Thugs, of course, huge influences. And like then it was like Biggie and Pac and Snoop, you know, LL Cool J. Feel me? So it's kind of like uh, just from everywhere. And, and and the thing about it is that um, the Cleveland sound, I think, is more so based on who you are influenced mostly by, but we don't just sound like one thing because we influenced by so many from so many areas, you know? So nobody ever heard me rap. Well, well, not to, I won't say that, but some people now, cause they know me, they'd be like, Oh, he sound like he from Cleveland. But for the most part, nobody my time be like, yeah, they hear me. They didn't, they're not going to just guess that I'm from Cleveland. You know, they not, they probably wouldn't know. Cause I don't just have, you know, it's like I said, it's that, that gumbo sound, you know, there's so much into one. Mm. So I, I gotta ask you this. So we had we had Shank on like last month and um I asked him what was the problem with Cleveland music now. Because you know, I feel like every city have like the good the good part and then they had the bad part where it's like, you know, the problem is we don't stick together or whatever the case may be. But what do you think the problem is with Cleveland music now? If it Man, is a problem. The problem is the powers that be. They doing the same shit they was doing when I first came out here, came out doing my music. Like they, 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 they clickish, they fuck with who they want to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? And the formula that they have never put anybody on, like never, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's say, all right, let's keep it real Fee, fat out. He didn't blow up because they was playing his music on the radio. He blew up through the streets. He got hot. Then they jumped on the, they jumped on the tip. They jumped on the bandwagon type shit. Cleveland has never. And I mean, never blew up any artist. Figure name me one artist they ever blew up. That's so so. So yeah. what's the problem? It's the system. The yeah. system is the problem. We we stick together. I've been in the underground scene for years. That ain't the problem. You understand? I've been on the road with 
with Bone Thugs for the last four years. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Open on so so at the end of the day, we we not just we sticking together. There's people that's also giving artists platforms. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's the powers that it's the power in place that's really we know who the powers I'm talking about. Baby. We ain't gonna yeah. say no. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you, you gotta speak it for the uninitiated, man. Who are the powers that be? The DJs or yeah. who, who in particular? Well, it's, it's it's really like the radio station. They 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 got they stuck into this. I don't know, man, because trust me, you would hear some, you would, they do play some artists, but it's depending on who they, who they fuck with. You know what I'm saying? It ain't got nothing to do with talent. It's about popularity. You know what I'm saying? You can be talented. You can have a budget. You can go to these people. If they don't deal with you or your circle, man, they would, they gonna kick you to the side or they gonna, they might deal with you, but they're not gonna put the effort into it because you're not a part of this clique type shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, but there are radio stations who do. I'm gonna shout out. I'm gonna shout out 106.1, 95.9 because they heavily, heavily into the underground, like trying to give people, giving people the best opportunities that they can get. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know. But it's the system. It's definitely the system. Yeah, it's crazy because I said the same thing. I, I, me personally, I thought the problem was Cleveland having one rate, one hip hop station, because mm-hmm. you, you got that one hip hop station, which means you got like maybe three DJs. That right. you could go to, and them DJs, they can do whatever they want, because it's it's a hundred different artists that's trying to get their music to you. And let so- me let me let me, my father cut you off, man. But I gotta tell y'all this story. So boom, I okay. So my biggest record is a song I got called Black Is Beautiful. You know what I'm saying? It's my biggest record. Like, I mean, it's my biggest record streaming wise. You know. um, I got another record one more time. That was the first video to go like viral or whatever, but Black is Beautiful is my biggest record, right? So while it was going and it was doing so good, I had two people who I, I know, I know the whole, let's say 107.9, right? That's our biggest radio station. Mm-hmm. I know so many people that work down there. You know what I'm saying? New been known people that work down there. There was some, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, say any names per se, but there was some people down there who, Saw what I was doing. More, more than one person saw what I was doing with the Black is Beautiful and said, hey, we need to put this out here. You know what I'm saying? Even if we don't just play it on the radio, let's do a write-up about it. Let's get behind because the message is powerful. You understand? Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, right, man, it don't sound like what's on the radio, so we can't play it. You know, it ain't, it ain't, you know, it ain't the bullshit type, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we had a week uh, where kids were being killed in Cleveland, drive-bys and all type of game wars type shit or just goofy shit, and there were ki- kids being being killed, and the energy was just so fucked up. So what they do? They finally played my song on the radio, mm. <laughs> and people was like, "Yo, who is this guy?" Woo woo woo, and it took for people to be killed in order to, to for this to get some play. And it's like, okay, I appreciate the play, but why can't we just do this sometimes, do a little more of this. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and it's just that, man, the oppor- people, so basically I bring it up to say there are people, there, there's, the everybody down there isn't bad. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just the whoever up here or they just not fucking with the ones that's down here. And the ones that's down here is closer to the underground. Like, yo, man, we got some shit down here y'all need to see. But since it ain't popping, they ain't fucking with it. Yeah, and it's crazy because um, when we was talking to Shank, I, I also asked him, um, like, 
like what's kind of like what's the problem? And he said he don't even he don't even know how to get his music to people. As far as like he don't know what to do. He said they don't want money because if you come to Houston, if you pay somebody some money, they gonna play your shit. They gonna promote right. it. Like even though we technically not supposed to, but you know money talk. But he said Man. they don't even want that. So he said he don't know what the fuck they want or how how to get how to break through in Cleveland. Listen, and that's listen, and, and that's really sad because Shank, to me Shank is a legend. Like to me Man, he, listen, he got some of the biggest songs in Cleveland. <laughs> he that Shank that for him and for him to, for him I, to Red, say Red, that my, Red My Hood Red My Hood still get played in the club. Yeah, he had you know a song he had two songs with Gucci. So, mm-hmm. like, for him to say, you know, he don't know what to do, like, how to break in type of thing, it, it's, it's kind of sad. It's a, see, it's chess, not checkers, and it has to be, like, like they take that shit, but it has to be disguised. You know what I'm saying? You can't go out there like, hey, I'm, I'm Mookie Motonio, I got 10 bands, play my song. Man, that shit got to look like it comes from a company. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Hey, uh, I'm, I represent whatever your label is and we have a like man you can whatever but you have to you have to you have to color it up you know what i'm saying because it's a business at the end of the day now i get what you're saying there's people who still maybe other areas who probably got a little more leeway but here urban one is just they got the eye on them so fucking tough you know what i'm saying and people scared to lose their jobs i guess type shit too but at the same time man like somebody like shank let's say for an example shank he got the songs. He did what he did and all that. I don't see like like they would still play Red My Hood on the radio sometimes, like on some like on a mix show type shit. Yeah. So if he got some newer shit and he trying to, I mean, play it on a mix show, so, like it won't hurt. Like or yeah. or if you look at one hundred six point one, they give they have a whole hour dedicated. One hundred six point one iHeartRadio got a whole hour dedicated to underground artists in Cleveland, R and B and rap. You know what I'm saying? Where they play that shit for a straight hour. Mm-hmm. It don't hurt for 1079 to do to do just that. I don't give a yeah. fuck if is it if if 106.1 if it is on a Sunday at 11:30 or 11 o'clock at night. I don't care. People gonna listen because they want that opportunity. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, and then the more I, the more I look at it, it's like I mean, when are y'all gonna do that shit? Because it looked like podcasts and shit is really taking over. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be too late. And 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 I said this not to cut you off, Ryan, but I, I I I knew this would happen because for a long for the longest time we only had uh, Cleveland only had one hip hop station, and mm-hmm. I always said if another one come because this cities like Detroit, um, name whatever had two rap stations where right. artists can actually pick who they want where they want to go, and those right. stations got to do whatever the to please these artists or, you know, to get more listeners. So I, I said if a if another rap station come to Cleveland, all they got to do is cater towards that, you know, towards the local artists. And that that can mean a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. So, I have a question to pose, and it's mainly for people who are listening because I, I kind of it's kind of like a devil's, devil's advocate type of argument. But people are going to hear this and they're going to wonder, you know, uh, it's 2020, you know, um, radio is not as big as it used to be. We have a lot of people popping off of SoundCloud, a lot of people going big off of TikTok, social media and all that stuff. So why do you think that radio is still like, why are the powers that be still the powers that be 
uh, why are we still so dependent on radio to make a hit or an artist when, you know, digital people go big without getting any radio play to, to, to an extent these days? Like, why, why do you think that's still in play to this day? Man, you know what? I, 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 at this point, first of all, um, one, one, one issue a lot of underground artists have is like marketing. You understand? So they they might not, you know, okay, yeah, they might want to go viral and all this other shit, but a lot of them don't really put the money into themselves enough to, to you know, reach that unless, you know, something just happened as a fairy tale type story. But when you think about radio, you got to think, despite what's going on right now, majority of our lives, that was, a out, that was like one of the main outlets. So, so we look at that as still a big opportunity because, uh, my older aunties and uncles, if I want them to, if I want to show them I'm doing great, they don't give a fuck about SoundCloud, but they listen to, oh, he on the radio? Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, I think it's more so now of a, um, just that look, you know what I'm saying? Just that look, because when you break it down the way you just did, those other numbers count more than a radio playing Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? But you look, what you look like on YouTube, SoundCloud, or whatever sites you booming on, that look that looks bigger than getting played on a Cleveland radio station. You know what I'm saying? But we still want that city love. We still want that that support. We we just want to know my home got my back. You know what I'm saying? So being played on the radio and getting that radio love is, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's still an outlet. Maybe it's not as big as it used to be, but it's still an outlet. You understand? And getting that love, it just it just it just gives us that comfort. Like man, my city got me. You know. But yeah, hey, you but you 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 know you got it from you saying that you got a point though. Like, damn, why the hell we why do we care so much? Yeah. <laughs> I think and I also the piggyback off of that, I just think it's an accomplishment. Like as an artist, y- your dream is to uh artist dreams are kind of simple. They want to be played on the radio at least one time where they could actually hear their song on the radio in rotation and they, you know, want to win a Grammy or be nominated for a Grammy. That's like that's like the artist talk. Whenever you ask an art, right. a young artist their goals, they say, I want to win a Grammy or I want my song to be on the radio and I want to perform on a big stage. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the mm-hmm. one reason people kind of still look into, you know, radio stations playing, this, playing their music. But I think it's more of even just, you know, communicating with DJs, man, like not even playing on the radio, but just giving the DJ your song in the club. I, I, I just feel like a lot of DJs in Cleveland don't even do that. It's a couple of them. DJ Ball, shout out to DJ Ball. That's yeah, somebody who he yeah he would definitely play my music. But other mm-hmm. DJs, they are very tight. They they won't even take money to play your shit in whatever club there. <laughs> so like, I think that's the major problem. It's like why? <laughs> like I'm I'm handing you money just to play this song one time. Like I'm not saying mm-hmm. they they need to play any song because all songs I- ain't good. But yeah. it's just like I think, damn. I, I, I think in defense to the DJ though, like I think we forget like sometimes at a certain point of the night, the DJ just being his bag or her bag. You know what I'm saying? To where they like, I can't play this shit right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe later on in the night or some shit like that. But but it, it's DJ, it's DJs doing that. But man, to be honest with you though, a lot of the artists, like I said, back to the marketing and, and putting money behind themselves. They don't even present 
to the DJs any type of money. They just be like, hey, my nigga, the hottest nigga in the streets, man. He yeah. play his shit, man. We all in this bitch deep, play his shit type. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, yeah. nigga, like, yeah. respect the art. You know what I'm saying? At least mm-hmm. offer the person some money. You feel yeah. me? So, yeah. but it's people, I, but I've heard, per, I know for a fact that it's, that it's DJs doing that. Because yeah. I know for, I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I actually plugged them. I actually, because you know, you know, boy, we all, we was in this bitch together with the Southside Ball 1 plus 2. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I done seen it myself where people were coming to me like, hey, can your DJ, can you holler at your DJ for me type? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, so, but you still got some people, like you said, who be like, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and t- like I said, it to me, it hurt when Shank was saying like, damn, like, I, like, they don't want money. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And to me, so Shank, to me, Sh- Shank, I feel like he should have enough respect where he could go up to a DJ and say, hey, my album just dropped. This is my single. And they should be able to play it. You know what I mean? Just off the strength that is Shank. But for him to say, you know, it's still a struggle and he don't know how to get on in Cleveland. And I think, right. honestly, I think that's why a lot of people move away and become more successful. Like an MGK right. or something. They they go somewhere else and it's people playing their shit, <laughs> you know, for money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. So you, you did mention your your song Black is Beautiful too. Um great song by the way. Uh but you also mentioned how it didn't get that radio spin until, you know, some bad stuff happened in Cleveland. And I kinda reminded me of, you know, the little baby song Bigger Picture. He dropped that after the George Floyd thing and the country was in all types of unrest. And and that makes me kind of wonder because I'm thinking even back to like Tupac changes, you know, that was an old record that didn't get played until after he died. And then it became his bigger song because it was something positive out of a really negative situation, which coasts were warring at each other. So that, that kind of makes me wonder the question, do you think there's still a space in hip hop for like positive music all the time? Or is it just whenever something really tragic happens, we have to have that song. Do you think there's still a space in hip hop to just for somebody to make a song like black is beautiful and to get spin without, you know, a record number of murders happening in a week. Is, is that still possible? I, I, I think, I think it's possible because, um, that type of music is, is timeless, you know? And one of the, and one of the things is when I made, when I made that record, uh, to be honest with you, um, like some people might not know, I mean, y'all into radio show probably know, but it's, it's a remake of the Christina Aguilera, beautiful song, you know? And I heard that record. I used to work at BP on Leon Harvard. I used to hear this record. And I, and I, so I had that song in my head for years. Like, I want to make a song called black is beautiful, whatever. And to be honest with you, a lot of black people never even heard of Christina Aguilera version. So, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of, you know, make it even more special. But I felt like when I made first wrote that record, I was trying to write a hit. Like, I'm going to make this a hit song where I'm writing this shit and I'm trying to make it like a radio ready song. You know what I'm saying? Then I had to think like, man, that, that ain't what this is about. This is it's about the message. It's about, you know, it's a you know, it's about me and my people, you know. So however, however I need to bring this shit from the heart. And which is what I did, why it become became what it what it is today. So as far as radio go, I think the bigger picture, uh little baby joint, to me, that's a banger. You know what I'm saying? Despite, you know, what he's talking about, which is which is great. And I don't know if they still play. I know they played in the club still here. They've been playing there. I played in the clubs a few times. But I think the way he did it, 
was so dope because he kind of described it like a like a like a like a hit like a banger like a mm. club song so where to where it's like okay y'all can bump this in the club but i'm saying some shit you understand so maybe if it was presented that way by artists then yeah maybe it'll get it'll get like you know more play into into the radio because i don't know what it's doing in radio right now as far as uh the bigger picture but i know i hear it in the club so as far as the way i did black is beautiful maybe maybe not you know what i'm saying because uh, i'm gonna be real them big wigs don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You, you feel me? Yeah. Like they don't. They like despite, however, whatever, they bigger picture. He kind of disguised it. You understand? For me, I was direct with, hey, I'm talking to my people. I don't give a how y'all feel. You know what I'm saying? And they, cause, cause that was um, I got another song I did with shout out to Rika. Me and Ricky got a joint called Rise Up that we had did. Oh yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, that's and people loved it because, I mean, it's a dope record and the video is crazy too, but people really loved it because from here, or just my fans in general, because they know that's me for real. This the people, Let me tell you all this, Rise Up, that song was two years old. Mm. We just broke, we, we, she wrote that, she wrote the song a couple years ago, called me because she like, yo, what I'm going to do with it? I'm like, well, I'm going to get on, I'll get on it with you and we're going to put it out. So we got Matlock to do the beat, shout out to Matlock. And we had that, we had that bitch, we had a recorded and mastered last year, early last year. Mm. But I was like, we ain't going to bring it out this year because to next year is election year. We're going to wait. Some shit about to go down. Yeah. That's what I said. And we brought our rise up and it's, it's still doing, it's still doing this thing. You know what I'm saying? But it's timeless. And trust me, we a long way from being where we need to be as a people and mm-hmm. getting the respect that we going to get respect as a people. So as long as we breathe it, Man, that shit gonna be relevant. You understand what I'm saying? And the only problem is people feel like something has to be going on in order for us to put that out. And it's like, no, like, we gotta keep reminding each other, like, yo, we can have fun and kick it, but yo, we at war out here for real. You know what I'm saying? We at war with people that don't like us and we at war with each other. You know what I'm saying? I said, what are my lyrics? I'm looking over both shoulders because of my color. I gotta watch out for the cops and the nigga. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I, I don't want to get shot, pulled over, and I don't want to get robbed. You know mm. what I'm saying? So we got so much we got to finish, and, and and we can't depend on radio to do that. We got to do that ourselves. You know? Yeah, yeah. and I I think that was the problem. Um, I guess, I want, I want to speak for Ryan, but I think that was the problem he kind of had with the little Baby song at that time and moment <laughs> because it's like, like, we know he don't really make music like that. And right mm-hmm. during that time when everything was happening, then he dropped that song, and it seemed like everybody was dropping the awoke type of song. And it's just mm-hmm. like this is like this don't even seem genuine. It seemed like it's in the moment type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and, and that's what that's what like my people. That's what they loved about it because they knew like, oh no, this is what he do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? People would feel like man. People felt like what you said. People felt that way. Like damn, you know, people all of a sudden making that type of music with Mook, you been on that shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah but I also say like, let's pay attention to the message. Despite who bringing it out, despite why they bringing it out, we still need to, we still need to pay attention to the purpose and we need the information out there. So, yeah, they've been pacifying us with all this Black Lives Matter bullshit. And all, not calling it bullshit. But, I mean, they wearing, they wearing it on, they wearing it on basketball jerseys and all that shit. Yeah. Like, nigga, change some laws. Yeah. <laughs> 
Y'all, y'all want to make some change some laws. That's, yeah. that's y'all prove something to me. They, yeah, you know? they putting the Band-Aid over the wound. <laughs> thinking right. That's, that's all they cool. doing. Yeah. No, and yeah, that kind of summarized my thing. Like, I, I appreciate the fact that he made the song, but I was kind of, I didn't like the fact that he shot a music video out at a real protest, man. I'm like, that's not really the space for that, I felt. But, I mean, it, it worked and it got a message across. So I appreciate him for at least, you know, at least somebody took that because before that, nobody, you know, no, no none of the younger artists were really doing anything like that. So I give yeah. him a prop for that, man. Yeah, but you know what? When you say that too, because about the protest thing, um, and it's funny because they always say, you know, the the the, the revolution won't be televised, mm. and they always say we gotta we gotta be our own media because they gonna tell us what we want to. Well, they gonna tell us what they want us what they want us to hear. You know what I'm saying? True. So, um, I actually I actually like the fact that we were because of my uh, cameraman. He went down. We went down to the protest, and uh, I didn't get no footage of me in the actual protest because that wasn't. I we we wanted to capture the moment. You know what yeah. I'm saying? When we had it down here. But we like, man, we can also put this in the video because at the end of the day, it's the message. Yeah. But at when you thinking the motherfucker just doing that just to put some clout, it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, it's like nigga, stop. Yeah. It, you know, I seen people get. I seen proposals at a protest, man. I saw all kind of goofy shit yeah. at them shits, man. It, it, <laughs> yeah, people be crazy, man. Remember that? Y'all remember that video? I think it, it went viral, but a girl was taking the picture in front of like a. Uh, uh, messed up business during the protest. Yes. It did got in the bins or whatever. <laughs> oh no, I ain't see that. Yeah, she did. I forgot what she did, but she like took a picture in front of a building. It was like a, I don't. Know, it might have been like a burning building or something. And, mm-hmm. and then she hot her white ass back in the bins, and, and man, took off. It's just like that, not, not to kind of change subjects, but man, when I went to the George Floyd protest, that was my first protest I ever been to. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, when I went, when I when I uh, when I was down there, I, I I got I had got a little footage and I posted it on my Instagram, and people was texting me like, "Oh my God, you're so brave!" and all this other shit. And I'm like, "What the fuck is y'all talking about? I'm just down here." Yo, know, I didn't look mm-hmm. at it like you know people like be careful and all that. I wasn't thinking of that, but as time went on, I got the peeping and looking around. I'm like, "Wait a minute, man! It's like eighty percent white people out here." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I'm like, man, hold up. What the fuck is going on? And mm-hmm. so now tear gas and shit come out. I'm like, wait a minute. They going to say it's us doing this shit and it ain't. You know what I'm saying? It's y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's crazy because a lot of the kids in my, um, my one, my, uh, my brother Tank, he had went viral because he was dogging. He was, he's a pastor for one, but he was dogging his white kid because he came down there on a the skateboard fucking around. He's <laughs> like, yo, about- man, yeah, fuck out of here with that. Yeah. He's like, man, Cause y'all down here fucking shit up. He wasn't saying it like that, Pastor. But he like y'all down here messing things up, and they gonna say we doing it, and we trying to, we having a, we trying to have a peaceful protest, you know. Mm-hmm. So them white folk, man, they so, they they love our culture, they obsessed with our, but they mm-hmm. just don't love us the same. Yeah, you know? yeah, we seen it firsthand because you know we work at a sports station. And so, uh-huh. you know, we all on the same page when it's about the Houston Texans and football and mm-hmm. all this other shit. But as soon mm-hmm. as somebody kneel, then it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you need to get that player out of here. And as soon as they say you something about George Floyd, then it's like, yeah. oh, he wasn't an angel and all this other shit. So it was. It matter. Yeah. You don't deserve to die. You know what I'm saying? He should be treated like. And, and you know what's crazy is that um, you can't. 
fully get upset because believe it or not, some of these people just aren't educated. You know what I'm saying? Or they haven't been around to actually see. And then some of us is just racist. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to be 100. But some people aren't educated. Like, did y'all see? Um, I didn't know there was a big problem about it, but I saw it. But uh, I know, Fig, I know you're a wrestling fan. Ryan, you a wrestling fan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all saw the Undertaker hat on the Blue Lives Matter shirt, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I people see that. was kind of like, whatever about it. But do y'all already think the Undertaker are racist? I, see, <laughs> I, I don't think he... I don't think he hates black people because clearly like he has black friends, but that's, that's that difficult line where it's like, you know, I think he, he leans towards a racist point of view mm-hmm. in terms of what he sees on the media because everybody's getting brainwashed by social media, man. And I think he got caught up in that, but I don't think he's racist as he hates black people because clearly he got black homies. And yeah. right. so do, do, you think, do you think he's more of the, um, the Hulk Hogan way of thinking? Because, yes. because I don't think Hulk Hogan hate black people, but when it comes to his daughter, like, hey, you know, if, if she's dating my daughter, like, nah, hell no. Nah. We ain't, we ain't breaking no niggas that, up I here. I didn't think Hogan was, like, racist. Maybe, you know, they changed the definition of stuff because prejudice, I can see somebody being like, nah, you know what I'm saying, being prejudiced. But I don't know, man. I just felt like, because I saw the I saw the interview with Undertaker and Snoop. I watched the whole interview because I'm like, dude, these are two legends that I love coming up. You know what I'm saying? And to see them talking and everything, and, and, and Undertaker was just like, you could tell he was like a Snoop fan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the whole thing of them loving our culture. But it's like, damn, do they really love us? And in yep. their background, it's like, okay, he probably got, he probably got family members as police. And, all, and then the media drowns it out to make it look like we're against police and it's like no that's not what we saying nigga stop shooting us yes. you know what I mean? that's mm-hmm. it <laughs> and we're taking the knee because oh you know what else is funny the people i don't know if y'all saw this but the people who always talk that shit about um players taking the knee did y'all see when trump when he lost the election how his supporters was outside of the white house taking the knee mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like the irony like really yeah <laughs> that was okay. hilarious and Trump is one of them too, because Trump was everybody's rapper's favorite friend, a favorite white guy. You know, he was on the Method Man album, like he was in all this. You're right about them loving the culture, but not loving us, because yeah. Trump loved the rap culture, he loved hip hop culture, he loved all that stuff. But but now suddenly, you know, when he gets in office, he's oh kneeling those bastards, get those bastards off the field. So let me say let me say this, and this ain't to justify his bullshit, but Trump. I don't think Trump is a racist either. I just think he's an entertainer and he has to play his hand a certain way because he's not a true politician. And if he was to like that first debate, if Trump was to say, if he would have said, yeah, I condemn white supremacy, he would have lost all his fucking votes. You know what I'm saying? Him, yeah. him, him doing that wouldn't have made us vote for him still. He's like, nigga, all right, cool, but you still got to get up out of there. You know what I'm saying? So, he had it, but it's still, I'm not, like, I'm not just, it's still fucked up. But at the end of the day, I really feel like he has those, he has those bigotry type of supporters to where he felt like he had to cater to them in order to get past, which it didn't work, obviously, because this nigga, yeah. he's still recounting votes and still losing, <laughs> you know? So, but still, man, it's, 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 it's sad, man, because at the end of the day, man, they, some people are just really blind to what the fuck, they don't, they don't want to understand what the hell is going on. 
I never thought Trump was racist. I always thought he just hated poor people. You know, he, he loved rich black people. He loved pe- black people who kiss his ass. He loved everybody who's on his side, but he just hates poor people in general. Like you could tell, like he's been rich for so long that, you know, you, you can tell the way he carries himself that he don't give a fuck about poor people, but <laughs> it, it, it's what it is, man. <laughs> so uh, th- this conversation kind of th- makes me think about the current uh discussion about the grammys man and since we're talking about you know how how they don't respect us or our art at all times you know of course this year is the annual let's get mad at the grammys for <laughs> not nominating who we wanted or who we thought or who deserves it because they got fiona apple in there and all kinds of crazy artists we ain't heard <laughs> from in years so What's your thought of that? Because I, I keep hearing from these artists, you know, we hear the same thing every year about how we need to stop uh, depending on these white establishments to critique black art and talk about black art. But yeah. they still value getting the Grammy, man. Yeah. And they oh, still yeah. By love the way, congratulations so, on the nominee. <laughs> yeah. So as an underground artist, like what what do you value uh, what what do you value the most? Like, and does an award do awards even matter to you, or is it more like like how how do you judge yourself and value yourself as an artist? And does do awards even factor into that? Well, you know, in, back what you to what you just said as far as black people need to quit depending on the Grammy, man. You know, I I remember watching uh y'all hip to this uh DVD collection called Hidden Colors. Yeah. Okay. I remember watching Hidden Colors and there was something they were showing. I can't remember which one. And but there was something said how we kind of like subconsciously want to be them. You know, so always want to be a part of what we always want their approval. You know what I'm saying? And that's all it really is because it's like, dude, why does it why does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, why does it matter? We don't treat the BT awards like we we just treat that like oh it's just a BT. I don't want a Grammy. What's so big about it? Because it's the approval of motherfuckers who don't even listen to us. You know what I'm saying? So that shit wild in itself. Now, as far as awards, man, first, let me shout out the Ohio Entertainment Awards. They having their award show tomorrow. And oh, yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, shout out to, um, what's his name, Drew? Andrew, Andrew Lloyd, that's my dog, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah shout yeah, out to him. Man. Definitely, man. He, man, I seen him come a long, long way, man, with this shit, man. So he, he, he deserves his flowers now. He deserves whatever he get coming like for the good, you know what I'm saying? And um, but I want higher entertainment awards, I mix tape awards. Now, <laughs> when you ask your question about awards, let me tell you what actually killed me caring about awards. One year when this was the Ohio Hip Hop Awards was around, right? Mm-hmm. So this particular year, this is when MGK was like really coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like on top at this point. He was, he was so big, he wasn't at this award show. So mm-hmm. um his boys was there, you know what I'm saying? Double double was there and um it was somebody else. I forgot who else. But I've been I've been knowing Kales and Double since back in the day. Yeah. So um this particular year, I had I had when this one I had went viral, and I was the first solo underground artist in Cleveland to to go viral on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I was at 1.5 million at this point. You know what I'm saying? And people just knew, oh, Moot got this in the bag. Moot getting video of the year. I like I was nominated for artist of the year, single of the year, and video of the year. I ain't care about shit but video. 
Because I'm like, yo, I hear I broke I broke a record with that. I have to win that award. You understand what I'm saying? Make a long story short, I end up losing. Now, me losing wasn't my wasn't my problem. It's who I lost to and how I lost. You know what I'm saying? Not saying nothing against the person. Uh it was Tezo that I lost to. Now, Figgy, you remember the Tezo and uh Kim Ball song Dinner Day, right? Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. If it was that, if it was that, I wouldn't have had no issues. Like, man, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big record. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? But this was a song that wasn't eligible, that was not eligible to be nominated that year. They threw it in there because they wanted to give all EST artists awards. Mm. So me and D Loran, D Loran, who was the uh owner of the hip hop awards, we got to a heated ass argument about this shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, dude. He was like, well, Mook, if you felt like we gave him an award, what makes you think what makes you think you would have won either way? And I was like, well, my thing is this. Why wouldn't y'all want to put on somebody who broke a record other than some shit that ain't nobody going to fucking remember? You yeah. know what I'm saying? But when I saw that, I knew, I'm like, damn, it's politics and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's politics and all this shit. It's about who you know and who you blow. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was just, yeah, I was just to the point where it was like, man, you know what? This shit, this shit don't mean nothing, man. Because the way, the way the air left my body when I lost that motherfucker, I was, I was embarrassed, man. Cause I was just like, how the fuck did I lose to a nigga that got 7,000 views on his video and I got 1.5 million? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was just like, man, at that point, it was like, man, you know what? My goal is to do this for my people get in position to put people on, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and that's what that's what mattered to me. The way I affect the way I affect people is what's that's 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 the trophies that they don't give you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it is what it is. Because if you if you depending on that shit, man, you're gonna get you're gonna get disappointed damn near every time, man. Yeah, that and I've been saying that on this podcast for the past couple of weeks as far as like these um awards and we talked about it when Meg won artist of the year for something. I forgot what she I forgot oh, what well, it was for. Yeah. But um yeah, I just think it's like like in your case it's, it was more of EST, I guess, being behind it and wanting them all to win or or whoever mm-hmm. the owner wanted them all to win. And so he had right. like a purpose of it instead of it being mm-hmm. a legit winner. But right. I just think right. all these labels be behind these awards. So oh, and and yeah. and when you look at like the the people who run the awards, they look at it like, hmm, like it make more sense for us f- f- to give it to Meg over somebody right. like little the ba- uh, little baby who's, you know, like no offense, he having a good year, but the whole world mm-hmm. is not hip to little baby. Right. Yeah. So I, I just think it's, I just think it's politics like that. It, it, it suck, but I, what's crazy about that though is that they were showing like everybody's first week numbers, and I guess Meg she did like ninety thousand. I, I didn't yeah. think that was that bad, but people were saying like, as far as how big she's supposed to be, she probably should have did more numbers because I think little baby, you know, they did more numbers than Meg, you know, mm. and. I don't, but I don't know what's behind it because you got to think though. It's like, damn, when you really break it down, she got a song with Cardi, mm-hmm. Beyonce, Nicki. You know what I'm She really should be huge, but um, but still, it's but from from image wise, she is a bigger artist than like Lil Baby. Yeah, you know? she, yeah, she had Michelle Obama tit talking to 
savage. <laughs> so so I just I just kind of look at it like that. Like they I guess they feel like it's more of a benefit for her to win because it, mm-hmm. it would be everywhere rather than somebody like Lil Baby. Right. Right, right. But, that's what, and that's how I felt my situation was. Like, damn. So y'all to get this nigga because he with EST basically, despite, despite what well, the rules that y'all have in place, because he, because mm-hmm. his video was too old to be even nominated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, so despite that, I'm like, y'all just, they just, they feel like whatever looks best for business. You know? Mm-hmm. It, it's funny. I had a wrestling analogy since I, I could pull this on you too. Since I know you, you're into wrestling too. I had a wrestling analogy. We talked about Megan Thee Stallion last podcast. I basically said that she's like Roman Reigns back when he was getting pushed, but nobody really messed with him like that. But they were still trying to make him the face of the company. It, little baby's more like the Daniel Bryan or the Kevin, like somebody who the audience chose who right. wasn't supposed to be on top, like a mankind. Like, you know, he wasn't supposed to be a star in the WWF, but the people <laughs> fuck with him so hard, like he had to go to the main event. Right. You know, and that's right. kind of where little baby is, and that's where Meg the Stallion, but I think Meg the Stallion will get there. She'll she'll improve with time, but yeah, yeah that, but what, that's how I see it. What do y'all think, especially y'all in Houston? What do y'all think is the issue with, with Megan? Because I thought her last album, I thought it was all right, you know? Yeah. But what, I mean, you got these viral songs and people, and, and it's just like, but why isn't it doing, seeing those numbers? Like, what is it? I can say from the Houston perspective, like, I don't think, Meg, like, when Megan was first coming up, people fuck with her heavy because she was doing the street shit. You know, she was doing freestyles in the parking lot, twerking, doing these radio freestyles. And that's very Houston, you know, doing a freestyle anywhere. Like, we known as a freestyle city, you know. We got the freestyle king and the championship belt and all that stuff going back to the screwed up click days, man. So that felt more genuine. I think, and I don't know how y'all felt when Bone Thugs got really big. And started doing being really mainstream and making songs that you might have thought were were corny at the time, but that might be I think where a lot of people in Houston are with Meg The Stallion. Man, she's not as big as here than you would think she was, and I think partially she's not really not 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 at all, man. Maybe, maybe I'm too old to check the temperature, but. The way I see it, I don't think she's that as big as you would think she'd be in Houston, considering she came from here. Like we happy for her success, but. If you go to a any any random like nineteen to twenty four year olds playlist, it ain't gonna have a lot of Meg The Stallion on it. It's gonna be more Lil Baby. It's gonna be more you know uh, more street artists probably. So yeah, and I think it is. And I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I don't really know what what to speak about that. But yeah, I, that's kind of how it is. Yeah, I even think it's more than that, man. Because when she was here, she was you know she was linked up with fifteen oh one, which is the um uh, Carl's Crawford um label mm-hmm. and yeah. when that kind of fell apart then I think a lot of because a lot of people here Carl Crawford is is kind of the guy here a lot of people yeah. want to link up with him because he he's spending money on his artists and yeah. so a lot of people want to keep that relationship I, I think Meg took off so far where she's with Rock Nation now and she's kind of out of the city so mm-hmm. uh, uh so a lot of people, I guess it won't really benefit support Meg right now how they did before. It, she, it she, really, probably, she probably, she probably would have been bigger staying independent. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think so because she, she probably would have still been in Houston and she would have been more reachable. But now mm-hmm. I feel like she's not really that reachable. 
And speaking, 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 and, speaking, and speaking people, of that, and people, hey, not a, but speaking of that, I was watching. Damn, what the fuck? Whose interview was I watching the other day? I can't remember right off top, but they was bigging up zero like so much in the interview, right? Mm-hmm. It was like here in Cleveland, we don't really like bump zero for real or whatever the case may be. But I know down there, he like they said that dude yeah. like God down there. He a legend here for sure. Mm-hmm. He never went like mainstream. Him, there's a few rappers here. Uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on his name now. The dude, uh, who J Dog. I can't remember his name. Not J Dog. Well, him too though. But the dude who was with uh, Point Blank on his. I can't. Fuck. I'm forgetting it. But uh, there's there's a few legends here that don't get played nowhere else but we fuck with real heavy and you know like zero drop a new album and it does decent numbers in the city because everybody you know they they fuck with no matter what like it's kind of like gucci later on like he dropped so many albums but everyone in atlanta was copping every gucci main mixtape at one point that's kind of how zero is but gucci of course bigger nationwide but yeah he a legend down here man we, we still fuck with him heavy yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. I, and I feel like maybe you may kind of try to take that, keeping it, you know what I'm saying, keeping it under that underground gritty shit. She has, mm-hmm. she probably, but it's hard, to, it's hard to turn down doing songs with Beyonce and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Going yeah. to, I mean, you a rock nation. Who the fuck don't want to be a rock nation? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, I think the, I think the whole thing, especially with people in the city, I just felt like they. I guess she more she not really reachable, and so oh. you know it's it's kind of like Beyonce, like Beyonce she you know people fuck with Beyonce overall, but right. she not like the H Town H Town artist. You know what I mean? Right. Like I she you. she like so nationwide, and it's kind of like damn Beyonce ain't about to be walking through these streets. Maybe once in a while, but mm-hmm. you you ain't about to see Beyonce. I think that's kind of how Meg is getting. That kind of brings me to my next question, man. I don't want to hold you for too long. I know you probably got things to do, but uh, you did mention that you work with Bone Thugs. You tour with Bone Thugs. You work with Crazy Bone as well. So I kind of want to know a little bit more about them, man. First off, how'd you link up with them? Second, like, what what was the energy concerning Bone Thugs? Because, you know, we loved them, you know, down south. But I always thought that there was going to be more Bone Thugs clones coming out of Cleveland around that time because in Houston, when the SUC popped off, we had a lot of people copying that flow. You know, uh, when Lil Kiki came out, he was trying to sound like Fat Pat, and everybody mm-hmm. copied Lil Kiki after he got big. Dallas copied all of our, you know, Switcher House people too. So it was a lot of people with similar sounding flows coming out around that same time. But I didn't see that with Bone Thugs and people coming out in Cleveland, man. I see Cleveland artists with a completely different sound than that sound mm-hmm. they came with. So w- what was that like, and what was it like, eventually meeting them and touring with them as well okay i'm gonna I'm try to i'm gonna try to shorten this up because it's kind of i can get kind of lengthy with it but now when you say cleveland sound around that time now well some people got to also remember when bone was like doing a thing they did bring out like like mo thugs yeah and that's true. but you know uh that did what it did or whatnot but i'm gonna send you matter of fact i'm gonna send you the link uh once we once we done with this and everything but my brother was in the group. Uh, my brother's uh, his name Shifty. He was in the group called Unit Three A, 
and they were like uh, behind a clique called 11 Six Soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Um, they producer was uh, at the time was LT Mo. Y'all familiar with LT Mo? Uh, nah, I'm not. I mean, okay, LT Mo, he made the um, the Wale and Jeremiah beat. The the, the okay. shit that the recent shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he that, made, uh, was it on chill? Yep, he made that. Okay. Yeah, he from so he's from Cleveland, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh he was like the producer for Eleven Six Soldiers and um uh, and Unit Three at the time. And yeah, Eleven Six was more grittier, but Unit Three A, my brothers and them, they did have that Cleveland bone flow. Unit three A, they did this some Cleveland history that niggas don't know about. Unit three A did a video, it's on YouTube with Donnell Jones for his first single. It aired on BET. The name of the song is called Players in the Hood. Mm. Okay. Now it's on Donnell the, the both versions he Donnell does had one by himself that he had the remix. The remix they wanted to get bone. They couldn't get bone. <laughs> so they got some bone clones, I guess. <laughs> you know and but Unit 3A held it day was hard though. They held it down. Like they they it was is a is a is it like when I send y'all this, y'all might put this shit on y'all playlist. It's dope like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so anyway, what happened with them, you know, people got to go into jail and all other bullshit, whatever the case may be. But that video, that video was uh was directed by T Boss. T Boss from TLC. Oh, wow. She directed yeah, she directed the video. It was it was like a huge deal. It aired on BET and everything. You know what I'm saying? And so um another person who really don't get who don't really get uh don't really get a lot of love for real, which he should, is the first pattern martyrs out of out of Cleveland, which was MC Brains. Now he, you know, he had, he wasn't like a, that was a little, little bit before Bone, so it wasn't really that Bone flow, but he still had like a little fast type flow, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, well, you know who MC Brains is, right? Right, I don't know. I, I heard of him. U- Uchi Coochie. Uchi Coochie, la la la. <laughs> I think so, wait. Look, I might have heard that song, we yeah. gotta look it up. Yeah, that's old, that's like almost 30 years, man. But anyway... <laughs> But but he uh so yeah so he was a little before Bone and Bone came with that with and they stamped that sound you know what I'm saying, and so there was some people that came in who just didn't have the same opportunity. So fast forward into how I got with Bone. Um, see, shout out to my nigga Kane. People people think like like Kane just like presented me to Bone where that's not how it happened. I just happened to be cool with the right people, right? So. My uh DJ Ice, which is Bone, which was Bone's DJ for a minute. Yeah, shout out to DJ um, Ice. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Ice. I met him through uh this one cat. He he uh had a song which I fucking hate, but it was big at the time. A song <laughs> called Duck called Duck Duck Goose. It was nominated for awards and all type of shit. And it was like a club banger. And he fucked with it so tough, and he like, man, I, I gotta meet you, but I was blase skip. So I meet DJ Ice, and the process of me meeting Ice, I'm just out here grinding rapping. I meet Kane. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Kane been with he around the bone crowd and everything, St. Clair. Cool. I'm I'm at the house one day and I'm just online and I see, you know how some of these people, it is not as much, but you can tell now some people got like these fake ass um uh um celebrity pages, like cat I won't call it catfish, but they have a fake yeah. celebrity page. So yeah. I seen a crazy bone page on Facebook. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right, well, crazy bone. What the fuck? It's a lot of traffic. This probably ain't even his page, but I'm gonna leave my video here anyways. So I leave my video on the page. I get a comment. He like, hey man, this shit dope. You got a Twitter? I'm <laughs> like, damn, this nigga got a fake crazy bone Twitter too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so 
I go to the Twitter, leave him another video. Like, whatever. I get a text from Kane, like, nigga, you know Crazy Bone watching your videos? I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's crazy. That's the power in social media. You understand? Mm, yeah. So from there, that opened up the door for me to just really, because me and Kane was already niggas. So for, for Crater or for Crater fuck with me genuinely without Kane, that spoke a whole different level. So I got a chance to get on the roll with them. And, you know, we, um, they just gave me a good platform to sell my merchandise, sell CDs, meet people, sign autographs. And it's weird because I signed so many autographs out of town. It only feel weird when I sign autographs in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, I'm home. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But some yeah. people will still ask for an autograph. Mm. And um, I think my most like surreal moment with them though was just like, man, one day we was, I'll never forget, we was in Myrtle Beach, man. And all five of them was there. Everybody. Mm. Lay, Cray, Busy, Flesh, Wish, everybody was there. And it was like we was on, we was on like a it was like a three city tour type shit. We went to like Orlando, New Orleans, and like Myrtle Beach, some shit like that. And so I was in the, like, like, like we had to leave. We was getting ready to go, go back to the hotel. You could tell everybody was just tired. We've been on the road and everything. We just tired. And they're like, Mook, you got to get in this band. <laughs> and in the van, it was all of Bone and just me <laughs> and like the driver. Mm. And so I'm just like in the back seat, just like, nigga. <laughs> nigga, you in here with Bone, nigga. Like, you like, and it wasn't, it was more so me, like, damn, man, you worked hard to get here. Like, yo, man, like, take take this shit in. I ain't, I ain't no groupie and no shit like that. I, I respect, you know what I'm saying? Like, Crazy Bone, that's my nigga, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But the kid in me at that moment was just like, yo, like, nigga, you in here with Bone, man. Like, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, was, I was proud of myself. Like, I'm still am. But that moment, it was just like, couldn't nobody tell me shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. but yeah, man, I had some experiences, man. I'm th- and I'm thankful for all that shit, man. And trust me, next year I'm working on my album, and it's and this uh is 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 up there. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, okay. Well, we'll we'll continue that discussion. Yeah. Uh, so that that's dope to hear, man. It's good to hear that there. Uh, uh, that, that that those legends would would still bring somebody on who they just met from Facebook or saw and like somebody they genuinely fuck with, man. Because a lot of times you see these older artists, they only gonna have an opening act that somebody on their label or somebody that they already knew beforehand and been fucking with for 10, 20 years now. So it's good that they still bringing in some new town and showing off what Cleveland Trust still got, man. That's it, real it, dope. It's still a lot of that going on. A bunch of niggas <laughs> twenty five years ago. Mad yeah. cause I'm mad cause I'm up there. Who the fuck is this nigga? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, dog. I'm 20 years younger than you. Let me do my thing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That, that's dope to hear, man. That, that's real good to hear. Yeah. Uh, sure. So, so you did mention you worked with Nefer- the lovely Nefertiti Avani. Oh yeah. So how'd y'all hook up? Number one and number two, did she convince you to go vegan and? Uh, uh, drink that black root tonic too. <laughs> man, man, listen, I love Neff, man. Neff, man, she family. And I met her because her husband, shout out to Pete Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fucking amazing. Like as an artist, producer, you know what I'm saying? And um, they work, their chemistry together is crazy. You feel me? And Pete Jones is actually, he's actually on my next, on my album as well. And um, I've been doing, I was doing music with Jones already, and he basically brought her around just saying, yo, man, she got something special. You feel me? And as we all can see, he was right. 
Um, <laughs> but um, we we man, it's crazy because I have so much music that I didn't put out because I wasn't satisfied with the quality. Because I'm like, man, I, I'm I just feel like when I'm leveling up, it's like, man, no, my shit got to sound better than this. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with getting it mixed and mastered and all that. I, you know, or you gotta you gotta have like three mixes before you take it to get mastered. You know. And um, we at that point now, but back then, me and Neff got like a whole album that we didn't put out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, like we got songs, not necessarily like we was going to do an album, but we had that many songs that we yeah. just, that didn't put out or couldn't put out, you know, for whatever purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I am on her new, I'm on her new mixtape. Yeah. I don't know if y'all heard it. Yeah. Uh, no, she said you the only feature, right? Are you yeah, the only yeah, feature? Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was blessed to be yeah. I'm like, damn, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? You, she she kicked you know, Teddy Riley like, off for you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, man. Like that's that's what's up, man. And um, you know, it's a dope, it's her project is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, we working on something for my album too. I'm just trying to figure out because I like so I want to get Neff out of her, out of her element, man. Like, mm-hmm. not not you can't because she's so well rounded, but I think it's another side. I think we would like to hear her on type shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far oh, as wow. it, man, you said what? I just keep going. <laughs> I was oh. get around a Watt remix or something. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm really thinking of like some type of, you know what I'm saying? Some type I'm of lane like that though. Get her on some Beyonce lemonade type shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as the vegan shit, man, I t- I had to tell them. I'm like, no. You ain't got to scare your goddamn body. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you'll walk into someone because you look good. You know what I'm saying? You look young mm-hmm. and everything. She'll be like, if you eat this, you're going to die. It's going to eat your soul. It's the acid is going to eat your flesh. <laughs> I'm like, Neff, come on. What the fuck is you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Neff, man, come on, man. And you know, she talk real quiet. So it's like scary. Yes. It's going to eat your flesh. It's going to, it's like, yeah. yo, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know? So she has, um, it, it, it's kind of like we all was already like on a healthy kick because mm-hmm. me, me and her both got asthma kind of her asthma is worse than mine mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and uh we both like dealt with it you know hers was bad so i remember one time she was having an asthma attack she couldn't find her inhaler i had to go take her my inhaler you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and um we really um you know, so we we know we learn more things, and she's more far gone than I am, and she really into that shit, you know. So, but she does have an influence on me to um do the shit the best way I can, you know. Because like this, like let's say this week, this week for an example, I basically detoxed or whatever. I didn't eat any meat this week, like none. You know, Wait, what I'm saying? Thanksgiving too. Thanksgiving, no meat. What? <laughs> what was your Thanksgiving like, bro? Well, I had I had uh greens. I'm not, now, I'm not the type of person, even though it's cooked in turkey tail, I don't give a shit. I'm just not eating the turkey, but I'm going to eat them okay. greens. I'm eating grandma's okay. greens. <laughs> so, the greens, okay. I had green stuffing, um, um, potato salad. Okay. The sides, basically. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, and I was, that was enough, though. That's tough, man. Yeah. Holding out during Thanksgiving week. I, I respect yeah. that, man. Yeah, but but you know what's crazy? I didn't even look at it that way for real. I was just like, I just knew early in the week I felt my body and feeling a certain way. I was like, oh yeah, I need to cleanse myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I knew already, I cause cause outside of um outside of eating vegan vegetarian, I'm I'm really pescatarian. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I would eat like seafood, shellfish, and all that. So 
um, if I'm like, I had lamb chops for my birthday. I, I was going to eat <laughs> lamb chops. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, for my birthday weekend, I had lamb chops and strippers. So imagine how that went. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, yeah, so she, so she does have an influence on me to, like, to be a better, like, she, I think she got that influence on everybody, man. She just yeah. special. Nah, nah it's because she, she pretty. That's why. If, nah, if, if, yeah, she, if she was yeah, an ugly yeah, girl, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I'm still I guess, if it was, I guess if it was a mud duck trying to tell me how to do some shit like that, get out of my face. Yeah. She, <laughs> man, she, she had me. I actually ordered the um, the black tonic shit she was talking about. Do you, do you have it yet, man? I ain't I ain't got it yet. I'm about to, I'm, Dude, I'm about to email. I, ain't gonna, I mean, hopefully, I hope you get it because I ordered mine and I never got it. When, when did you order yours? You said what? When? When did you order yours? Man, this, was a, this was a couple years ago. Oh, and, shit. yeah, it's good. And I, I I was contacting them, contacting them. And after a couple months, he finally hit me back and said, yo, it said it was sent. I'm like, well, nigga, I don't have it. <laughs> oh, shit. And, but after that, I was like, you know what? Forget it. But she always, but she always get it. I say to baby, if I get it, I might get it through her because I think she built a relationship. Have her order it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm going to have to send him a damn DM now. Yeah, like, get, man, we're trying to support, man. Y'all can't be scamming us, dog. Yeah, like, hey, I have a platform. I don't even think it's scamming. I just think they just get over overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. because when I when I ordered it, it said it might take like a couple weeks because mm-hmm. uh, I guess I guess they, and yeah, they got to, uh, a bunch of orders or something. But mm-hmm. shit, now that you said that, I got, I'll need to do a check in email. Check on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, all right. Wait. Let, let me ask you this. Um, do you think? I guess you being an artist, do you think? I guess your career would be in a different place if you moved out of Cleveland. Um, not really, because um, first of all, I've thought about moving out of Cleveland a lot of times, but I'm gonna just be perfectly honest with you. With me, with me having asthma, I was really, I was afraid to move because of my health. I'm like, damn, I don't want to be somewhere something happened and I ain't got nobody to reach type shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that and my mother and all that shit being here, it was like, man, I, you know, I just, I just traveled. That was my thing. Um, But in the same breath, man, I think, man, you got to realize we came up in the air, man. We came out with CDs. Soon as CDs played out, we had to learn social media. We had to learn streaming. You know what I'm saying? Pay for our own. We 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 had to learn and think about social media. We had to learn Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, MySpace, Twitter. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We had to Zoom. <laughs> we yeah. gotta learn all this shit. And this is a this is an artist myself doing this all myself, being a manager, being my own tech specialist or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like so, um, that's where it's at. In the internet, as you can see, I was able to reach Crazy Bone through social media. Yeah. So it shows the power of it. So it's kind of like I. The groundwork and all that. I, you don't see niggas outside heading on CDs no more. Nah. So, but there are more opportunities in other areas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no matter where you go, it's about who you know and who know you. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I, that's one thing. I ain't never going to sit. I just feel like um, what keeps me going is the fact that I know I never got my shot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still grateful for the opportunities I've got me through. I have a, I have songs with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, I'm gonna drop this because fuck it, I'm gonna put it out there. Okay. And I have a song. Kane, Kane, he dropping his album soon, like real soon. One of his singles we got with DJ Paul. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Okay. This is breaking news. Nobody knows this. <laughs> like, like I have the song. Like we 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 about to we we about to go go to Cali and shoot the video. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. And I'm a three, I'm a three six head. <laughs> <laughs> so when I when I got you to FaceTime, Paul, I was like, nigga, don't fuck it up. Just smile and wave. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was it, man. So, so yeah, man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, these are people that influenced me, Bone Thugs, Three Six Mafia, and I'm doing songs for these guys. Like, yeah, yo, what is what is your what what? Do, how do you look at success? That's what that's what matters. Motherfucker, yeah. Benz and the Billy don't necessarily mean you happy. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you, nigga, I got something. Like, man, if my album was to fucking flop when I drop it, and I don't drop no more music, I can still play songs with Bone Thugs that I did, songs with DJ Paul. <laughs> yeah, that I did. You feel know I me? Mean? And that's mm-hmm. and that, that's what made me happy. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. I'm, I'm I'm glad you got that mentality because a lot of people, you, you still have a lot of people there currently that's like, uh, never make it out of Cleveland and Cleveland hated. Oh. But some sometimes you gotta get past that, and you know sometimes it could be true, but you just I think the main thing as an artist you just got to get out and you know experience. Now, I mean, I'm oh, not yeah. saying you got to move out, but you got to travel. Yeah, you got to travel. travel, meet people. Because once I moved down here, I, you know, I kind of took a whole different approach since I was like the new guy here. So right. I, I'm introducing myself to everybody. I'm following people. I'm, you know, networking like, hey, I'm from Cleveland. What can I do? Or you know, I'm doing yeah. everything. And well, that, that helped in the long I, run. I would say this too, because by me being like, Plugged in how I am with like let's say Bone like when they got like they did this big ass festival last not this past summer but summer for last 2019 big ass festival I'm talking about Snoop it was a Snoop festival Snoop the game was there um Warren G all these like legends and big name people and everything um John B you know what I'm saying OT it was like range from today to you know in the West Coast they they got their own culture yeah but when I went. I was able, I couldn't really talk, it was just too fast paced because it was a festival. People had their families and everything. So I was able to like get a picture with DMX and corrupt and all that type shit. But it was like, for me to actually, I gotta, I have to be out here for me to actually move around for real. You know what I'm saying? And it's about, you can introduce yourself, but I'm in Cleveland. So I only can do but so much, but if I'm around this motherfucker, so I guess I'm saying if I could see something a little more promising to where it's like, oh, you come out here, nigga, we got this shit set up. You just got to be here. Then I'm gone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But as far as to up and leave and take the risk right now, I'm like, nah, I never felt like I had to do that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, yeah. hey, hey, who knows? That might have that might have changed something. But we had a point now where I can't dwell on that shit. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Just make sure if that opportunity come man, take it. Because oh. I I was I, I was close to not even moving down here because I'm I was thinking about my mom and my nieces. I'm like I don't want to you know leave my family and all that stuff. But right. I had to think about it like man, like we got Facetime, and at the time yeah, my, my, at the time my mom didn't have Facetime. But once I moved down here, I eventually bought her an iPhone so I could Facetime. Right. So, Wait, let me let me ask you this, like, cause cause you you married, right? Yeah, I'm married. Okay, so the job she's from Cleveland too. Yeah, we had no oh, so family down here. Together. Yeah, we had no family down here. <laughs> she yeah, she see, got but, that, but that, that's also different too because you had y'all still had each other. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So that, that that was also a good thing. Like she got a job, and you know I had a job lined up down here too. But oh yeah, see that's sweet. That's yeah, sweet. yeah. But that it was it was a blessing in disguise, man. Because this was like a fresh start for me. Because I I felt like I reached my max in Cleveland. Because I I I you know before I moved down here, I was like a strictly artist. So I was right. I was under Pyrex, uh, the producer Pyrex. Shout out to my dude Pyrex. But um, mm-hmm. like we had the music, um, I was working with different artists. Floss played my song and all this other stuff, but I still didn't feel success. I was just like, man, is like, this Pyrex, it? That was Pyrex was the guy that he made. He he from Cleveland, right? Yeah, he made the uh, he made the uh, Ray Junior joints, the Biggie, the uh, Same Crew. Okay. Big. He made the Big Tuck beat, didn't he? Uh, no, no, no. I don't think he made that one. I the song think... Big Tuck he make that. Damn. Nah. But uh he made okay. he made Sane Crew, he made Biggie. Um yeah, he made he made a, a couple stuff. He made the song, mm-hmm. remember the song with drama? Um he made a song with drama and some dudes from Atlanta. But um mm-hmm. what was the name of that song? That song Left, Right, Left, that one? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 not that drama. No, it's it it is like eight dramas in hip hop. But now nah, it's this dude from the hood named Drama. But um, okay. he had a song called um, "Right uh, Up My Alley." Alley. Okay, I ain't hip to that. Yeah, yeah, you'll probably hear it if you um, if I send it to you. But yeah, um, I just felt like I I don't know. I just felt weird because a lot of people, you know, their goal is to be known and get in that circle. And so right. once I got in that circle, and just seeing how people were how you know it, like no disrespect but it was kind of fake and i was just it's like fucked. yeah so i was just i was just around i was around i went to ray jr video shoot and i was around certain artists and you you really start seeing who got money and who really don't <laughs> right so like it's me fake. i was a regular i was working the job so i had money mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. i had bills and stuff too but right. you seen some artists out there that was like that really didn't have shit, didn't have a car. So I'm driving these niggas somewhere who needed money for mm-hmm. studio time, who needed outfits. Where I was oh. just like, I was just like, man. And, and then it was one, what really did it for me, I did a, um, I had did a video and um, I, or, I ordered some fake money off of Amazon for the video mm-hmm. shoot so I could like throw it everywhere and all this other shit. I, you know, I ain't about to throw no real money. But, of course um, not. Yeah, but. It was so many rap uh, rappers there that was hitting me up for the fake money, and yeah, and I let this one dude, <laughs> this one dude said, "Can he borrow it?" and all that other shit. And I was just like, "That's kind of weird, but fuck it, I'll let you borrow it." <laughs> dude never gave it back, and this dude on Insta, this dude on Instagram showing the money and all type of shit like it's real. That's That's I'm like, I'm like, y'all niggas walking around with fake money in your pocket. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it got so bad to the point, um, I guess somebody took his fake money or something like that. And they was mm. and and these two rappers was literally beefing over the fake money. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, man, this like this is not for me, man. <laughs> oh my god! Like this is like even, this is not I, for I, me. I don't even want to know who it was. Bro, yeah, you, yeah. He got a secret, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. I was just like, man, this this shit ain't even worth. I, like, I and I pay I pay like a hundred dollars for the fake money, 
Like mm-hmm. it like it looked it looked really legit, but niggas walking around with it, taking pictures and all this other shit. I'm just like, man, <laughs> like y'all right. can have this. Like I'm and it's niggas, it's niggas that rap that's trying to get with these dudes. That's trying to be in that in that clique. Yeah, because they, they think they think like that's the way, like Yeah. I don't know. But once you like you said, once you around like like all I want is my respect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, like let's you see you say you had Shank on here, like man, every time me and Shank see each other, nigga, it's nothing but love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nothing but love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We ain't got no song or nothing together. For, we had I think we had one back in the day, mm-hmm. like some collab through somebody else. But as far as me and him, we yeah. and maybe that might come in the future, something like that. But like as far as trying to be down and all that shit, man, I'm too old for that shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like and, and I I will say this about Shank too. He's probably one of the realest dudes. Or realest artist there, man, because yeah, sure. because before I left, I had I had a song I wanted him to hop on, and you know mm-hmm. I hit him up in the DM, and he was like, "Yeah, man," he like send it to my email, so I sent it uh-huh. to him. And it's this hard ass beat. This is something he really don't even be rapping on. This was like some East Coast type shit, <laughs> and, and um he ended up sending me his number. Oh no, I think I think he asked for my number and then he called me right off. Like, yeah, man, uh, when you want this? I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. I'm free Saturday. You could just come to my house and record it, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude mm-hmm. came through and I think this was right before he went to jail. So he came mm-hmm. right through, laid it. I, I told him to I told him give me sixteen bars. This dude gave me mm-hmm. like thirty two. So hey, he, you must, he you flood- must really like the beat. Yeah, so he flooded everybody on the song. <laughs> so oh, yeah. because I had like five dudes that was supposed to be on the song and everybody mm-hmm. had a 16. It was no hook, no bridge, nothing like that. And this dude mm-hmm. gave me like 32. I'm like, man, this dude trying to clearly trying to get the best verse on the on oh, the song. Man. But like I yeah. I respect them for that because I didn't reach out to a whole bunch of dudes and you know, they threw a price at me. And, like no disrespect, but like he for him to just come through and look out for me like that. I, Man, mm-hmm. number respect right. for that dude. That's what's up, man. That's dope. And it's dope, man. All right, Mookie. So, so tell the people where they can find you, where they can find your music. Um, you say you got a new album in the works now. Do you have anything you can promote coming up that you want people to tune into, or and where can they find you on social media in general? Yeah, man. Um, I'm definitely working on the album. Uh, the album title is. <laughs> The album is called I So Boom. You know, that's how I start all that's that's like a little yeah, real trick yeah. thing I got going on you, on my on my Instagram and yeah, people you, hit me up all the time you, with that yeah, shit. You said that so you like, said hey, that you said that in this interview like twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's it's literally like how I talk you know how that shit is in Cleveland, but um but yeah, man, y'all can follow me at I just I just switched my, my Instagram uh back to the Ohio player. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Player P L A Y A. Um Twitter player mook. You know what I'm saying? Um that's P that's regular player mook. Um shit, man, hit me up on either one of those, man. I mean I'm on Facebook, but I don't really do the messages on Facebook or like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But hit me up. If the person wanna get in touch with me, best thing to do is hit me up on Instagram. Cause that's that's my home because I be on there looking at them hoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I feel you. I feel hey, you. I ain't Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I listen. I ain't, I ain't touching and I ain't saying nothing crazy, but I'm gonna look. 
<laughs> a quick, quick, quick aside real quick is me, me and this girl I'm talking to had a debate over this because she was uh, we, we had a little discussion over whether it's appropriate to like a, a picture from a, uh, a scantily clad Instagram woman. What's your take on that, man? Let's say I don't know your relationship status. If you were uh, married or with a girl or single now, but do you think it's a problem? Let's say if you got a wife and you liking pictures on Instagram, is that fair game for a man to do, or is that stepping out of bounds if she sees it? Okay. It's funny because me and Nefertiti and her husband had this had this debate, same exact debate. <laughs> so I don't think okay, fuck it. We're gonna put all the cards on the table. So boom. So look, I don't think it's inappropriate, depending on who the girl is. Like if it's somebody, like if you like Megan Thee Stallion's picture, or no, fuck Megan, you like Jennifer Lopez's picture. Like, mm-hmm. what's your chance on getting some? Not knocking you. What's your chance on getting Jennifer Lopez? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if she looks good, it's like, hey, you know. And some of these girls might not be as popular or whatever. But all right, Fig, you know, Fig, you know who my ex is, right? Who? Uh, uh, uh-uh. who? Temptation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know, I know that was your ex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's my ex. So, if I'm on her page now, I don't know. I don't know if Ryan knows him or ever seen her, but now yeah, I am. You know, if I'm talking to somebody right now, or whatever, right? Let's say that's what what the vibe is. If I'm on her page, leaving hard eyes and liking shit, I guess it depends on what it is. You understand what I'm saying? Because some things can be labeled as disrespectful. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But the type of shit she put up is like. It's hard not to like. Yeah, and she is strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. She she still stripper. She she a dancer. Yeah, she still she still, still stripper. Okay. Yep. Yeah, she still. Yeah, she still doing it, and she <laughs> she put up some you know that and not no crazy crazy, but you know it's like damn you know type yeah. shit. Yeah. But if I'm in a relationship, I'm not about to be liking and commenting on that on that type because of our past. Mm-hmm. But if it's a girl I don't fucking know. And she stay in goddamn, I don't know, Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like she and she just real popular. I don't think there's anything wrong because it's like, hey, I mean, I just it's a nice picture. And a lot of women nowadays, they be looking more than we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why mm-hmm. can't we look at each other? Why don't you like it too? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I am with it, man. I think a comment can be a little too far. The hard eyes might be a little too far. Yeah. But there ain't literally ain't shit else to do on Instagram but post pictures and like other pictures. And liking a picture takes no effort at all, man. You just double tapping that bitch. <laughs> Actually going into the comments takes a little bit of effort. Even oh, yeah. if you're searching for the right emoji, that takes a little time, man. That could be disrespectful, <laughs> but the the yeah. liking the picture means nothing, man. It just means nah. damn. Nah, yeah. and like yeah. I said, it, it really depends on who it is, man. If it was some, if it was some underground, badass underground Houston rapper or something, and you went to radio, <laughs> then I'd be, I be, I can understand it being like, well, how the, mm-hmm. why the fuck you, you know, whatever. Even if you just liking it, like I said, I don't think it's a problem, but still, it's like. Depends on the connection, cause t- trust me, man. Some dudes they start getting comfortable. I done seen some niggas leave some comments. I'm like, damn, nigga, ain't you bad? Mm-hmm. You know. So. <laughs> yeah, trying to test the waters, man. Damn, yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. He gonna he gonna test that he been drowned in that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, just, I, I had to get you in that in debate, man, because we I had that discussion a few a few weeks ago. You just reminded me of that, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> Let me say this too, real quick. And, you know, when it comes to that type of shit too, because people that they get this, they think I'm like Doctor Phil or some shit. But <laughs> you know, but women gotta understand us as men. We like to look at that type of shit. Mm-hmm. But if this bitch got an OnlyFans, she getting butt naked playing with her pussy on. We don't want that. Yeah. So then we like to look. And you know, yeah. and if shit goes sour, I would like to hit it. But I'm not I'm not trying to I'm yeah. not trying to marry this woman. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like we want the women that's more exclusive. Guys, we like to host that's who the men want. We want the wholesome women. We like the women who don't get the likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We I, love we, we like in the rough. Exactly. Yeah, we love we love those women. We yeah. like to look at the ones that everybody else looking at, like, oh, this bitch got a bad ass. Like, yeah, we like those, but yeah. we ain't trying to be with them. We ain't trying to do nothing with them. Yeah, I, if if I was single, I would be looking at all the lame ass chicks that don't have no followers, yeah. that don't even know what the fuck Instagram yeah. is. That's that's who I want to watch. Right. Like, I I just I, like right. the temptations and people like that. I would look. <laughs> Man, it's some it's some beautiful women out here who just not that popular. Yeah, like you'll find some like they they trust me because hey, for for a minute, all I did on Instagram was look at bitches. <laughs> niggas, yeah. hey niggas, are like nigga, do you still rap? I say, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, yeah. ain't it crazy when you run across somebody a uh, uh, a female's Instagram and she, and she like cold. And she got like two hundred followers following two hundred people. And it's just like, wait a minute, this don't even seem right. Like you t- like you look too damn like, good. Seem like a catfish. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a catfish. Like, wait a minute. How yeah, the fuck like this can't be real. And she be up in the regular pictures too, not the not the photo shoot pictures, but the, just a regular selfie in the car or something. Just like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. Like ain't nobody I know following her either. Right. <laughs> And you dad, you get the, and this this day and age, you like, damn, this might be my next wife. This might, you know what I'm saying? Like, this might, this might be the one because yeah. she like, damn, she exclusive. Knows yeah. her head, right? This might be it. But yeah, man, you get them bras, them knuckleheads, all them followers. Some of them girls is real cool, but man, them followers begin to their heads, dog. No, giving them money for no reason, you should be crazy out here, man. Yeah, and they expect it from us. <laughs> yeah, symptoms out of control now, dog. Yeah, out of way out of control. They wonder why these women the way they are. Like, do it's, it's y'all thirsty niggas. It's y'all fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that could be a whole different podcast, man. We do a segment sometimes called "What a Bro Knows" about like relationship type things. Mm-hmm. This is perfect for that, man. Because yeah, yeah that's simping has fucked the game up completely, dog. It, it is no coming back from <laughs> I this. Mean, shit. I mean, they, they fucked it up so bad to where you can't even really. It's hard to date. Just go, just yes. a simple date. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Like, I appreciate. Wow, I appreciate. Y'all, y'all, oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, man, y'all gotta, y'all gotta have me on again, man. Especially around the time the album drop, man. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, we gonna yeah. talk. We gonna talk about this type of shit. I, I was just thinking, man. Like, <laughs> I, I appreciate the, I appreciate the, um, the old dates I used to go on back in the day. Just to, you know, pick you up, go to Applebee's, go to a movie and all that shit. That shit is looked upon now. Like, a girl will laugh in your face if you say, hey, let's go out to eat and to a movie. She'll post that on, on Twitter and say, look what this corny nigga said. Yeah. Let's go to Applebee's. Listen, man, it, 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 and it's wild because, like, 
like the expectation, like some of some, and I hate to put it like this, but some of the women that these dudes gas up, man, all we had to do was buy them Parmesan and a burrito. And we were smashing. <laughs> yeah. you know, we, and that was just being yeah. nice. You yeah. know what I mean? We had to give them shit. Yeah. You feel me? So, so, so now it's like, okay, if y'all want to, if y'all, if y'all want to treat them, like I always tell niggas, like, take a girl out to eat because you like her. Don't take her out to eat for some pussy. You know what I'm saying? Cause now you tricking. Invest, nigga. Mm-hmm. Don't trick. Yeah. Because if you gonna trick, she she you deserve to get took up top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because think about it like this: if you're offering a girl some Applebee's, nigga, you can't expect no pussy. Because at the end of the day, nigga, she stay, nigga. Hey, steak is gonna get you that pussy. <laughs> not not a not, not a two for twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it. It depends on the girl, man. Some some girls ain't into fancy dining. Some of them just want a cool nigga to talk to, or or, or something like that. So it, it it depends on the girl. Some of them are are more high class. Some of them just you know they want those two kind of want to kick yeah. back and chill. Them two hundred dollar. Some dates. of them. Some of them. Some of them. You say what? I said some want them two hundred dollar dates. <laughs> That's true. You're right. Woo. But then, but then, man, to be surprised. Some girls just want to take a walk in the park. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust me, man. I man, I had a I went on a date this summer, man. I went up to Fawaki Burst. Luckily that day, Fawaki, y'all hit the Fawaki Burst? Nah, what I'm is I know you probably not right, but are you nah, what, what is that? Fawaki Burst is a black owned vegan spot. Okay. And yeah, they uh they got they got three restaurants now. Phil, when you come back to Cleveland, you need to check them out, man. Okay, yeah, they, they got, definitely they had that shit when I was there. <laughs> but you know, you know what? Do you have you ever had it used to be a food truck up the way on 131st sometimes too? They had they had like this pineapple with the smoothies inside. Mm, the I food, heard of it. You yeah. never had that? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, you might have been doing that. But they made enough money to where they had to where they got their own uh restaurants now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So they got the food, juices and smoothies, it's real good. But um I had went there one to this girl, say, yo, you like smoothies and shit? She like, yeah. So boom, I take it to go get some smoothies, a, a smoothie. I go in that motherfucker, and there was a company there that was uh, showcasing their new. Um, it was had some type of uh, workout gear or something like that, and it was like, yo, the, the smoothies are free. We we giving away uh, free small, uh, free small smoothies today or whatever. So boom, I had to pay for no smoothie. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, we we go get a smoothie, and then when we got our smoothie, we went to the uh, we went to the creek and just took a walk, mm. and the rest is history. You know what yeah. I mean? I had to I had to pay no money, but the vibe was there. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. but you can't pull that you can't pull that off with every woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you uh you had to uh I'll be seeing the Twitter debates talking about oh what what would you do if a man pull out a a coupon or uh, a free gift card or something <laughs> for the meal or something like that. It's like, man, it's like, sometimes it's not even about that. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not because you know what else too, is that, um, when you really think, just always remember a lot of these women are lying. They yep. flex for the, they flex for the gram, man. They not, they not about that shit. Y'all done, y'all done, man, for real, they got a fucking mattress on the floor talking about what they like, bitch, you ain't even got nothing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, let me chill, man. I get to a whole. Yeah. You're right, man. You, I'm on your side, dog, because yeah. I feel like the financial standard is only with men. It don't. Cause it, part of the problem is men's standards is too low in terms of women they're looking forward to. 
But we're we're gonna save that until next yeah, time, man. Because like I said, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure, man. Hey, but look, I appreciate y'all having me on. I don't know if we went past the time or whatever. No, we good, man. Okay, okay. But I definitely appreciate y'all having me on. And um, I still want to, uh, when y'all close out, I still want to have a talk with y'all on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, oh, for, for sure, sure. For sure. For sure. So y'all, y- y'all make sure y'all follow Mookie Motonio on all social media platforms. Stream his music on wherever you can stream music. Check him out on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. A new album coming soon, and we will definitely have you back, man. You brought the fire, man. You holding uh, up the Cleveland standard it, right now. Yes, I'm letting you know, dog. You holding it up, man. You holding it down. Hey, I come from a city. We ain't got that many opportunities, so when we get one, we jump on it. Yes. <laughs> nah, it's been a great discussion, man, a fun time. So appreciate you joining us, man, and we definitely going to hit you again. So, other things that happened this week, we got to run down real quick. Um, let's talk about the Kevin Hart Clubhouse debacle and kind of summarize mm-hmm. it. So, Kevin Hart has a new comedy special on Netflix out right now. I forget what it's called. I don't really care. Um, so, apparently, the reviews are in for this special, and they're not very good. They're, in fact, pretty bad. And somebody on Clubhouse, the app we were talking about earlier in the podcast, made a chat room, and the chat room was titled, Is Kevin Hart Funny? And apparently, I wasn't in his room, but apparently, from what I understand, at some point, the real Kevin Hart himself joined the chat room and started talking about how how rich he is, how successful he is, how much he does for black people, and how black people tear down their own, and how we all just criticize our own people, just we're jealous. I think DJ Envy got in there too, said the same shit. He was saying some shit like, oh, the white people prop you, the white people will prop you up, and the black people bring you down, basically. You know, all that goofy culture. Yeah. Oh, it was that lover, that's right. So, um, yeah, it was a whole lot of that going on. And apparently when he joined, the whole vibe of the room changed and it was suddenly renamed to good vibes only or some shit like that. And yeah, it was a whole lot of Kevin Hart getting emotional and Kevin Hart has been on a run about these people criticizing this special for a while. Now he's made videos about it, talking about how successful he is and how people are just hating on him for no reason because black people tear down our own people. So I'll start off with this, man. I feel like this is part of the problem with celebrities being so entrenched in this app because <laughs> like, are we not supposed to be on like Twitter is one thing, but w- the energy uh, from what I understood really changed and everybody started dick riding Kevin Hart when he got into this chat room and all the real talk stopped, you know, if Kevin yeah. Hart was in front of me right now, I doubt I would just say, man, your comedy stinks. But I would at least try to say, like, you know, look, man, it, it ain't what it used to be. Like, I would at least try to keep the same energy. I feel like I would. But these people, when they get yeah. get in close proximity to a celebrity, you know, the energy changes so much. So so what is your take on this, man? Do you think Kevin Hart is a point? Do you think people are just hating on him or What's going on with the Kevin Hart special, man? What's what's going on with this whole thing? Yeah, I think I think he do have a point. I I do think, and, and, and this is not a black or white thing. I think 
in general, when you get up to a certain level, you're going to have people that hate whatever you do, no matter what it, it ain't going, you ain't, you ain't the underdog anymore. Like back, remember back when Tiffany Haddish was, um, she was kind of star. She was, she was, you know, the under, she had the under underdog story. Everybody loved whatever she do, but now she got to a point where she's a, a, a star and hanging with Ellen, being on the Ellen show and all this other stuff. Now everything she do is irritating. So I th- I think that just comes with being a celebrity. Like once you get to a certain point, I know this podcast is going to get to a certain point where people mm-hmm. gonna start nitpicking every single thing we do. They but, might do it, you know, now, man. I don't I, know. <laughs> probably so. I don't know. But I just I don't know. I think he had a point there. But to me, when celebrities do stuff like this, it, it, it's it they come off as. I guess they're super sensitive. And I, and we had that conversation um, also about celebrities and rappers being real sensitive. But to me, that's, to me, that's a big turnoff when you, you know, you saying stuff like that, saying, you know, how much money you got and pe- and black people, you know, want to tear each other down and stuff like that. And I, I, to me, I think anybody would tear each other down. Like it's not just a certain gender to me. Because there's a lot of black people that do support you. But I don't know. It's it's kind of a turnoff when celebrities come out like that. I think you're right to an extent that we root for the underdog. And when they get too famous, we think they're kind of corny. But I got to say, man, Tiffany Haddish stinks, dog. Like, she, I don't think she was <laughs> ever funny. But she was a little bit funnier when she was first starting out. But now she's terrible, dog. She is yeah. a complete yeah. manny stereotype. At this point, dog. And I think it's a point of money making you lazy creatively. Kevin Hart's going through the same thing, I think. You know, it was he was funny when he really Kevin Hart really has one gimmick. The I'm short underdog story, like some relatable shit, but never anything like no, you won't get any Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock like insights from him. You know what you get with Kevin Hart. So yeah. I was never a huge fan of his, but I do know. Like, Kevin Hart came up with a rough crew of comics, man, people who will roast each other. Patrice O'Neal, Colin Quinn, people in New York, like in Boston, he rolled with them. And they would roast him all the time if this shit stunk, you know, yeah. if his material was bad. They would tell him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has anybody like that right now in the circle. And mm-hmm. I think everybody around him is just Kevin Hart dick writers. So he thinks everything he does is funny. So he gets online and he hears us saying different. And then suddenly it's we're haters because he's still funny because everybody around him laughs. And if we think he's not as funny as he used to be, we're just hating on him because he's famous and popular and whatever. So you think you think this is a situation kind of like a um, like a Kanye type of situation where. He's in the studio and nobody tell him his music stink or nah, that's not it. A hundred percent. Because because 100%. Kanye ain't, ain't nobody gonna go against Kanye because he's cutting the checks and he probably gonna go off. I don't know if Kevin's that type of person where he'll go off and let you go if you go against him. But I wonder if if that's the type of vibe that's going on with Kevin. I think so, man. I think he's, I mean, I can't blame him because, you know, if I reach a certain level of success, I'm sure I will be out of touch too. 
but I do think 100% he's so out of touch because he's been rich for so long. He's so big now, man, selling out stadiums and shit when we still could pack stadiums. So, I mean, he, he's been successful, sex, successful for so long. I don't see how he can really relate to a regular person no more. And his comedy has been like the same one. Every time I see him on Inside the NBA, you know he's going to talk about Charles being fat. Shaq, he's going to do a little weak Shaq impression. He's been doing the same shit for years, man. And it's like, you know what you're going to get with him. And it gets tired after a while. We like Dave Chappelle because he says new shit every time we see him. You yeah. know, Kevin Hart is like remixing his same material a lot of times, man. Or at least the same type of material. And it gets old, man. It's like, if you're a fan, I don't knock you. But I think his comedy has never been spectacular and it's gotten weaker with time. So like, yeah. like if he it's just, he's so sensitive for being a comic is what bothers me, man. Because when you comedy is rough coming up, you get booed off stage. Niggas let you know if you ain't all that, but mm-hmm. to be so sensitive now, just cause people online, like I'm sure he made a hundred million dollars on this or something like that off of Netflix. Yeah. He made a lot of money off this special. So I don't know why he's complaining. Just because people don't like it. Like, who cares? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I also think with his comedy style, it was his comedy style was never edgy. Yeah. And he, 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 I'm sure it's a reason why, because he don't, you know, he got so many fans. He don't want to piss off the other fans or make a certain demographic uncomfortable. But after a while, man, I just feel like people don't want to hear that shit, man. Mm hmm. Like, that's why people like Dave Chappelle is on fire right now. And he's not, to me, in my opinion, he's not even telling fucking jokes. Yeah. He's actually being honest. He's, uh, he's keeping it real. <laughs> and he, like, he could, Dave Chappelle could have easily kept up that Chappelle skit shit. He could have mm-hmm. easily been on stage doing the Tyrone Biggums or all this, all the other characters he did in Chappelle's show. But, he actually kept it honest. He he's talk he talk about current events, and he put his spin on it. He give his thoughts on it, and it's and the way he give it is funny. So I just and I, I think you know living in twenty twenty, don't nobody want to hear about your crackhead uncle stealing twenty dollars or uh, one or these short jokes and all this other stuff. Like people want to hear what Chappelle got to say in a funny way. And I think I think that's the downfall of it. That to me, a true—I'm not calling Kevin not a true comedian, but the real comedians that stick around are people like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, who can, you know, whenever they have a special, we like, oh shit, I know he gonna talk about the election. Oh shit, mm-hmm. I know he gonna talk about the pandemic. Like we don't get that from Kevin Hart. And and I feel like the only time he do release something is whenever he was in a scandal or the cheating scandal and all this yeah. other shit. And I I don't know. I just really don't care that much about Kevin to try to check that comedy special out to see if he addressed that. I agree, man. And that's another thing with him. Like, I see him more as a motivational speaker now than a comedian. Because I watched some podcasts. I actually watched the Joe Rogan podcast he did, like, maybe a few months or a year ago. It was a while back. I watched the whole thing, man. It, it wasn't funny at all. Like, he didn't even – like, natural comedians, even if you're not in joke mode, you're going to be funny. Chris Rock, get him on an interview. He going to crack a couple jokes. 
Like, it's going to be funny. Chappelle, same thing. He's going to crack some jokes. He's going to be a funny person. Kevin Hart, you know, you see his Rock Nation brunch speech. You see what he says on social media now. It's like corny inspirational shit. I'm not saying it's wrong, but for a comedian to be on that type of wave, I don't see him as see him as a comedian anymore, man. I see him as a influencer. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see him as a comedian. I, I see him as somebody who writes books about his success, who goes on podcasts talking about the keys to success and does things mm-hmm. like that. I don't see him as being a comedian anymore. He's just not funny, man. And it is what it is. Do but, you think do you think he should still do stand up because he necessarily don't have to do it? He could Oh, definitely he, not. He can he can stick with the movies, the TV shows, produce uh being a uh, a producer and all this other stuff. But do you think he should just lay off of the comedy special? I think he probably should, but I don't think he will cuz I think there's still too much money wrapped up in it. You know, he makes a lot of money off his stand up. He goes on tour and sells out stadiums, man. So I think there's too much money to to give that up. Maybe things will change with the pandemic and people not being able to sell out stadiums anymore. And maybe if he comes back, they won't be sold out no more because nobody wants to risk anything anymore. So maybe things will be different. But I think Netflix throws out the bag to a lot of comedians, and I think he's one of them. So I think if they keep doing that, he's definitely going to keep doing stand-up, man. He don't have to do it, but the money's there. Like, why not take it, you know? So... Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. That was an interesting, interesting debacle on Clubhouse, though, over the weekend. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, so wrapping up, we're going to talk about this um, Young Thug, Andre 3000 thing. Pull up the clip, Figgy, so we can get the full context. Andre 3000, well, Young Thug was on T.I.'s podcast expeditiously. You know, young T.I., who I'm a huge fan of and really love all his work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he, he he had Young Thug on his podcast and somehow the, the topic of working with Andre 3000 came up and Young Thug had some controversial comments on this topic and they signed up something like this. I can't rap you to Andre 3000. So I ain't never paid attention to him. Mm. Never in my life. You crazy. You missing out. Right. You missing out. That's Y'all need to work together. That's what you, hey, look. That'd be crazy. We, we most definitely, yo, motherfucking next move. Just like you went to work with Elton John, nigga. But Elton John was like, more like Elton John. The difference from Elton John and Andre is Elton John. Simplified. Elton John, Elton John. Like the kid's ass. Andre like his ass kid. <laughs> M. John like, hey, I love you. I remember what you, your first song. I remember Gucci first song. Uh, when is Goo Wop getting out? Like, he just more of like a fan type of nigga to the point where it's like, I'm like, nigga, let's do music. He like, nigga, bet. Uh, Andre more like. Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Can we take a moment to think about Andre 3000 saying, I'm not, uh, the, uh, Elton John saying, nigga, bet. <laughs> <laughs> Like, imagine that if that conversation actually went like that. If, if uh, Young Thug told uh, Elton John we should do some music, and Elton John said, nigga, bet. Yeah. <laughs> Young Thug would probably be cool with him saying that. He'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that's my nigga for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. 
should, should Elton John be canceled next? Did he say nigga in his context? Hmm. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. Terry like, hey, tell that nigga this story, nigga. Why you gotta talk like that, though, bro? Fuck wrong. Don't get on the fucking phone, nigga. No, you know what it is. He told you stupid ass answer. <laughs> you answered it. See, that's what. <laughs> it's more like that, people. nigga. We from Atlanta, nigga. Here where I come from. See, Guess this, what? This what? This is our relationship. If you I become, don't if have I have to do that, if I become, this is our ally. No. Yes, he is, bro. He's with us. Three thousand. He who ally? He's one of. He us. who ally? Us. Man, yes, he is. Why you don't rap like him? What do you mean? You don't talk like him, dress like him, look like him. Hey, man, that ain't for me. You ain't trying to, you ain't trying to portray none of that, but you're doing it. <laughs> Good point at the end. I wonder how that ended because, no, Young Thug definitely is. I'm not saying he's dressing like Andre, but he's definitely pushing the whole gender bender, wearing dresses and purses and shit. So how how are you gonna call out Andre for his fashion when some of the shit Young Thug has worn? Very confusing. Yeah, but Young Thug got some pushback or blowback from this because, uh, you know, this it was being construed as I mean he was very aggressive in his comments, but people took this as him taking shots at Andre because Andre I guess he wanted Andre to beg him to work together or something. I don't know really what he wanted here. It sounded like he tried to reach out, but got a secretary's number or something. And maybe he wanted to get his direct number. Uh, but I think Andre is a rare person. Anyway, I think even big boy would have trouble getting in touch with Andre if he really wanted to. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, Andre, they pulled up evidence. Andre has given props to young thug, in new in interviews several mm-hmm. times he fucks with his music he thinks he's very creative so it just seems like young thug got his feelings hurt for some reason but how how did you take this situation figgy like was young thug reading it wrong or was he being disrespectful to a atl legend who apparently yeah. he can't name two songs from yeah i and see people pulled up the receipts on um Young Thug, too, wearing a, a, a long-ass jacket that said, wish I was Andre 3000 and Bad Dude or something like that. Yeah. But I think, it, to me, I think all it was was he tried to get a feature from Andre 3000, and it probably didn't work out right. Probably couldn't get in touch with him or, or maybe. Yeah, I think it's more of that. I don't think Andre would say no to him, but. I just think he probably couldn't get in touch with him. It was hard to get in touch with him. And so he made a point to say, you know, I, I hit up Elton John, and he said, yeah. But I hit up Andre 3000, and I got a secretary or something like that. So I think I think he's more angry for the fact that he couldn't really get in touch with Andre 3000. I, I, he, I, he, I, I'm sure he listened to his music and all that stuff. He know who Outkast is, but... I just don't think he – I think he kind of making a point. Remember when French Montana, um, I think he was going on a run, and he he said why he decided to sign with Bad Boy over good music. Mm-hmm. He said, he said um, Diddy got a phone. Like, uh, Kanye ain't got no phone. Like, this dude got an email or something like that, which mm. it was kind of funny because Kanye do have a phone, obviously, but I think he was making a point saying that, he, you know, it's hard to get in touch with him. 
so I I think I I I think that's what Young Thug was probably getting at. He probably couldn't get get in touch with him. Probably felt some type of way, I guess, felt disrespected by the secretary. So he he kind of going on this little rant now. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think people kind of took it a little too far. I don't I don't think it was that bad. A lot of people say, "Oh man, that's fucked up the way they." I, I, to me, from that conversation, it just seemed like he was a little bitter that he couldn't get that feature. I'm sure if if Andre hit him up, I'm, I'm sure it'd be all love. Man, probably. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, he went a little too far in dissing everything Andre has done, saying he don't talk like us. He ain't he ain't no ally. Shit like that. He went a little too far. I think it's exactly what you said. He was just upset about not being able to get in touch with him. But he did go, and I'm surprised to hear Atlanta artists who we usually credit for them sticking together and paying homage to their legends. It's kind of weird to see them just just trash Andre like this out of nowhere. And Young Thug, who usually is a guy who pays respects to legends like that, you know, for him to shit on Andre so hard out of nowhere, it's kind of crazy, man. It makes me wonder if something else happened behind the scenes. I don't know, but it was very strange to hear him be so derogatory towards Andre, man. I wouldn't, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I thought it was kind of corny, but it is what it is, man. I don't know. I'm not really here for the young thug versus outcast stands fighting each other online. I don't care about that shit, but very interesting comments from, yeah, and we'll see if Andre, who is usually doesn't say anything to anybody, wonder if you will respond, but who <laughs> knows? Um, So we can wrap up talking about these numbers real quick if people care about that. Um, So Al, we usually don't talk about album sales here, but it's kind of interesting here. Meg Thee Stallion debuted at number two. We thought she would hit number one. I forgot BTS, the Korean pop group, which is huge. Yeah, like ridiculously huge. Yeah. The K-pop people fucking support their people, man. And BTS got number one with B. And Meg Thee Stallion came in number two at 102,000 sold. With good news, BTS had 246,000, man. It wasn't even close. But she beat out Ariana Grande, so there's that. Um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, Make the Stallion comes in number two. Still, I mean, a hundred K first week ain't nothing to laugh at. So it is what it is. I do wonder if there's conversations about her needing to hit. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what Rock Nation is thinking over there. I can't get in Jay Z's mind. Who knows, yeah. man? Yeah, the, the recession. Other- Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. The recession two flopped. Um, twenty eight k sold, which is crazy considering they had millions, nine million viewers. I think Brandon said on the uh, Gucci Mane versus, and the general yeah. consensus is that GZ won. So you would think he would have at least like fifty k. Twenty eight k is a flop. I get he had no real singles, but he had Demi Lovato on the album. You would think that would push him up a little bit. I guess not. Yeah, I I don't I hate when people use that term that oh he ain't have no singles. He just put it out. 
Like, nah, it's still Jeezy, man. Like, Jeezy yeah. G- went platinum how many albums in a row? <laughs> uh, several. I wanna, yeah, I want to say three or four. Like, that, he was an artist that would go platinum every time he dropped an album. He wasn't dropping, like, crazy mixtapes all the time, but whenever he do drop an album, he would go platinum. So to me, this is r- right here. I know, I know his last couple albums didn't do that much, didn't do platinum, platinum. But to me, this is a this is a cr- big deal, man, because he named this the recession too. Yeah, the, the first one did pretty damn good, and like to me, it's it's kind of like damn, like sh- should he retire? Should he just? He, re- <laughs> he tried, and then he came right back, not even a year later. So. Yeah, it's it's strange and it's funny because I remember uh, um the tweet academics was uh <laughs> I guess shitting on Freddie Gibbs around that time. Remember that time they was going back and forth on Twitter? Mm-hmm. And um um DJ Academics was like, nigga, you you know this one I think he was talking shit about Jeezy at the time, Freddie. But he was like, nigga, you your album didn't even sell thirty five thousand. <laughs> Like you ain't, he pretty much was saying you ain't in the same ball ballpark as Jeezy. What you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then remember, we I think we actually talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, how you know, you know, Freddie. We think Freddie is the better rapper, the better artist, but Jeezy, you know, he can sell out a stadium and all this other shit. But uh, Freddie actually sold thirty k his first week for Alfredo. Mm-hmm. Grammy so, nominated too, man. Yeah, so he outsold Jeezy, the person that people were saying he ain't even close to. That that said a lot to me, man. <laughs> it says Jeezy's time is over. I mean, it is what it is. He can still keep making music for his fans, but, I mean, his time is over, man. I'm not saying he has to fade away into retirement and never do anything ever, but, I mean, we time, to, your time comes and goes. We need to yeah. realize what he is now. Same thing with Cameron, man. A lot of Dipset fans were real, <laughs> real adamant that Cameron had not was not finished yet, and he's done too. All these <laughs> old rappers, man, trying to advance. It's all over now. Take it like a man, like Tupac <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, people need to realize, man. Like Jeezy, I think Jeezy's still a legend. Like his run was crazy. But to sit here saying, oh, yeah, he, you know, he ain't better than Freddie right now. I think Freddie is on fire right now. He is. Every, like, the last three or four projects he put out was fire. Like, you, you can't say that about Jeezy. Like, you can have your personal preference saying, oh, I like, I like the other one. But, nah, man, like, <laughs> I don't think so, man. Yeah, I mean, it ain't, I mean, Freddie Gibbs is still somewhat in that underground lane, so there's that. But overall, like, Freddie Gibbs might be the most most consistent rapper out right now, man. And Jeezy, he ain't that, man. So it is what it is. I wish both of them the best, man. Jeezy, I think, has good intentions in general. So I ain't hating on him, but he in a better space. He in a better space. Of course he is. About to get married. Got a baby on the way, so uh, yeah. So this Def probably don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. This don't mean shit to him, but I think the fans bad. need to realize. <laughs> like, I don't know, Jeezy, his time has flown by, and a lot of it has, it, man. it's it's only a few rappers that can still, I guess, do numbers at an older age like that. Like yep. Jay Z, probably is, is 
Jay Z and maybe two other people. So yeah, it's it's no knock, but still, no, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Everybody's time comes and goes, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. All right, man. Go ahead and throw that Anita on. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. There we go. There we go. First off, I'd like to thank everybody listening to the Jim Juice podcast, man, supporting it, retweeting it, listening to it. We really appreciate y'all, man. Follow us on YouTube as well. We'll have the interview with Mookie Montonio up on YouTube soon. So check that out. Um, Shout out to him as well for coming by. Great conversation. Great discussion. Really enjoyed that. Appreciate you hooking up that up, Figgy. That was a good look. Keep that Cleveland connection going, man. It is, man. Y'all dropping fire, man. Y'all dropping fire. Like I said, H-Town artists, if you're going to be on the show, you got to kick it up a notch, man, because Cleveland bringing the fire right now, dog. We might have to to go in the bag for the the H-Town artists. We might have to get a legend or something. We might have to, man. I have to go get a Paul Wall because Paul Wall is a very entertaining guest. So I had to get him to kick it up a notch, man, because y'all, y'all slacking and y'all macking and simping and y'all pimping. We can't be having that, man. We H town based. Come on now. I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, appreciate Mookie coming on, man. We appreciate that. Great, great discussion. Um, Shout out to Jasmine as well in the background, doing all the promo work, all the things for us. Same thing with the clubhouse VIP member. Figgy over here doing his damn thing, hooking up the interviews and whatnot. So <laughs> any other shout outs, man, anybody else? We got a shout out real quick. Uh, shout out. To, um, just man, shout out to the listeners, man, because we've been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of comments, a lot of plays, and we really appreciate y'all, man. We ending the year right. Yes. Yeah, definitely appreciate y'all, man. We're going to keep this pushing as long as y'all keep listening, man. So y'all keep sticking with us. We're going to keep putting it out, man. So appreciate y'all. We definitely got some bigger things in store for you. Just stay tuned. Um, remember to get your merch from Teach Laugh Craft. Yes. Yeah, follow the link on our social media page. Get yourself a hoodie and a mask. 30 bucks. Can't beat that. Get oh, that shout, man. Shout out to Versatile Elements. He ordered a hoodie and I want to say he ordered a shirt and a mask too. Okay. Yeah, man. He, he out here. He rapping. Appreciate that. Versatile Elements. Good friend of the show, even though he's a big Eminem stan. And <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. We done went back and forth. But now, nah, shout out to Versatile Elements, man. And yes, get you a hoodie and a mask. It's officially hoodie season in Houston. It's getting cold as fuck. So you know you need to be in style, man. Let everybody know you rep the best podcast in Houston, period. Yes, Jim sir. Podcast, man. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank everybody for supporting. We'll see you all next week. Same time, same channel, same bullshit. We be on. And we out.
Do you love having a clean smelling home? Well, the first step to having a clean smelling home is keeping that carpet clean. Our good friends over at PJ Interiors are the dedicated carpet cleaning professionals that will have your carpet spotless in no time. Head over to interiorspj.com. They've been serving the Dallas Fort Worth area for over 10 years. Get your carpet clean now with PJ Interiors. Go to interiorspj.com. That's interiorspj.com and tell them the Gems and Juice podcast sent you. 